You already know what it is. We got Aaron Singerman and PJ Braun holding it down for you and yours. The best in bodybuilding. Iron Empire Radio. Check it. You're fucking with an Iron Empire. Harder than shells. All right, PJ, we are back. Iron Empire Radio is back on the air. This is show number what? 26, Yes, it is 26. And I think uh, the, I mean, we have to go back and look, but I think Greg Tuba is the uh, winner of our shout out contest this week. And you'll be singing for him again this week. <laughs> oh, I have to sing every week now. huh? Yeah. I, you don't have to do like as long as you did last. That one was like, uh, that was a, a pro prolonged kind of singing. Cause we had to find the music. Was that, and, was that how, how was that received? Was it received well or, or no? I know Dario laughed hysterically during it when she listened. So that's something, right? Yeah, well, that's good. Are you uh, here by your computer? I am right in front of my computer. Look at my Facebook page. I just want to show you something. Go look at my page. While we're on, while we're on Facebook, I need you to help me with something. Because you know that I get frustrated with the computer very easily. Yeah, I usually have to help and you with I anything have, electronic. Yes. I have something that I think is very easy. It should be easier than it is. Okay, I'm on your Facebook page. What am I doing here? Look at the uh, video that Darielle posted on my page. Future bikini pro photo shoot. Yeah, cl- click on it. Watch it. You tell me what you need to help me. I need to help you with while you watch it. You, you know, it's not like something where you need to be like uh, focused on it. You can just watch while you're talking. To oh, okay, I'm, I'm starting the video now. Okay, go ahead. This has really been frustrating the shit out of me. Yeah, what can I do? What can I do to help you, PJ, today? Turn the turn the sound out. People are gonna think it's a porno <laughs> with that music. This sound makes it awesome. I'm getting mute and won't mute. That's crazy. That means that it, it, it's like a sign that I, ha- I need the music. It's time. It's time for you to get a new computer. I think, PJ. I feel inappropriate watching you. <laughs> Who picks the uh, music for this? I'm pretty sure Darielle picked the music. I love this. this is a perfect song for this. Yeah, of course. Well, she's she get, gives herself credit for being even better music selector than you. Well, I mean, it's not really all that hard to pick a good song for you know a, a hot girl to be like posing with a bikini. Like Britney Spears, kind of you know, an easy pick. She posted you know? this on my page, right? And um, I watched it, and I was like, "Wow!" Like, because I've never, I, I only knew Darielle looking like that for a very short period of time. Now I just know. I, was, <laughs> you know, I look at the when I when I when I watched the video, I was like, "Who the hell is this?" Like, we like after the wedding, we're going right back to that. Right. Yeah, well, we're yeah. Gonna get mean, the wedding done. We get this wedding done. We're gonna get this baby out. We're gonna pop the baby out. And we're going back to that. <laughs> we're getting right that, to a that, contest. Wh- that that white uh, little get up that she's wearing, yeah, is uh, very very uh, flattering to her physique. That yeah. is a, I enjoyed that part of it even more than the bikini. Yeah, she uh, she looked pretty good, man. It's like uh, yeah, she looks very good. There. That's when we met. When we met her, when I met her, and when you met her for the first time at Junior National, she looked like that. But I swear, it's like it seems like a blip on the radar because she was like, you know, obviously that she did one more show at Team Universe. Um, what about a month or so after? Um, and then pretty much after that, you know, she was on a, like a starvation diet. So as soon as she stopped eating just chicken and vegetables, uh, she became the Darielle that I know and love now. Well, not now. Now oh. she's now she's. 30 pounds plus the dairy all that I know and love, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, I hope I don't come off as too much of a scumbag with all this stuff. I, she is producing my child, and that's part of doing that wonderful act. So it's yeah. to be expected. She actually, everybody's well, shocked. Yeah, she, everybody's shocked when they see her that she is uh, more than six months pregnant because she just really pretty much only has a belly. You know? Yeah, she's a little. She's a little girl. She's, she's not going to get too big. Yeah. So, um, let's see. Are you going to ask me the thing um, you need me to help you with, or we're, we're off that? Yes. Yeah, so here's here's my thing. Uh, I am consistently hitting the five thousand on Facebook thing. Yeah. And I just tell people to subscribe to my page. But, you know, some people like really want to be uh, your friend. Well, this is what you need and, to do. I this is what I do. I stay around. 4,900 or so. If you look, I'm around, I'm at around, uh, let's see, I'm at 4,888. So I don't, I don't allow myself to hit too close to 5,000 because well, what's happening is when I'm signing up new clients, they're, they're, they're liking the Braun Fitness page, but they want to be my friend on Facebook too. So I feel like clients, like they deserve that. And, and so what I want to know is because I always make, uh, I always make Amber do this for me, yeah. but I need to grow up a little bit. Number one, how do you delete people from your friends to make room for new people? You go to, number okay, two, okay, okay. number two, when I watched her do it, it seemed like a really like, uh, just not a, uh, not a, a time efficient way to do it. Is there a way that I can wipe out a chunk of people like in one, one shot? Okay. So I think that the only way, to do it, and, and people are listening may know a quicker way, but I believe the only way to do it is to go to a, a person's page that's one of your friends. You can click mm-hmm. on your friends, and it'll pull up the whole list of them. Like if you click that, yes, that's what that, that's what Amber was doing. Right, so you go, that's, that's how you have to do it. Yeah, and then you will go to one of these persons' page. Like, see, I'm going to go to Darielle's page, and now on her page, there's a thing that says friends, and you can go see that little friends. It's up top next to the message. You bring it down to drag it down to unfriend. And you'll click that. I'm mm-hmm. not going to do it for Darielle. But if you were to do that, you could press unfriend, and now they're no longer a friend, and you got one more person in a room in your 5,000. That, that, that's so inefficient. Yeah. I don't think – there may be a better way. I just don't know it. I can't believe that you can't just click a bunch of people and then just hit, like, delete. So you got to be careful with your friend selection. That's why I'm um, very uh, selective now. I only – I no longer accept um, friends. I mean, this is – it. The truth of the matter is that I, I was about to say I won't accept anybody unless I know them personally, but that's not true. Yeah. If somebody writes me a message, like if one of the people listening right now writes me a message and says, hey, I listen to Iron Up Iron Radio, I love the show, you know, please accept me. I will accept them every time if they write me a message. But there, I will never accept anybody if I don't know them and they don't write me a message, no matter who they are, no matter how hot a girl they are or whatever, I'm not accepting them. Back in the day, when I was single, any girl that was a certain level of hotness would automatically be accepted. No longer yes, does that yes. happen. I, now I'm now I'm even selective with hot chicks. So that is uh, that is how I do it, and uh, I suggest you do the same. So I don't know. I, I can't believe that Facebook hasn't come up with a better way to do. I don't this think they want to make it easy for you. I don't think they want to make it easy to get out of people, get out of friends. You know, know, it's kind of it's kind of funny when I. Um, I put up a message like saying, "Look, I, like if you want to be my friend, just subscribe to me." It's the same thing, right. you know. And I'm like, "I'm, I'm sorry, I, I'm just tired of deleting people. It's just annoying." And, and 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 if they don't have a better way to do it, like I don't want to be bothered by that. Otherwise, I would I would accept every freaking person. I don't care. I'll I'll, I'll accept everybody. That's how I did it at and, first. That's how I got so many so quick. You just accept everybody. And well, what's kind of funny is a couple of people messaged me privately, 
And they were like, you can delete me if you want, PJ. I'm cool with, with being your subscriber. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I, I understand. And I was like, no, I'm not going to delete you. Like, like, I'm talking about like people that I have no clue who they are. I'm like, but now I have people that I do know, like new clients and stuff that I want to be able to get on here. And I can't do it without, you know, going through this annoying procedure. So maybe if there is a better way to do it, someone can let us know. Yeah, I bet you. Well, let me know. It'd be extremely appreciated. I really don't think it, it, there is any other way, but let's. Um, uh, we will put it out there for our uh, very intelligent listeners to uh, see if anybody has anything better. So I've seen a. When you, uh, click, when, when you click on your friends, yeah, right? Yeah. And it shows you like you know a group of people. Mm-hmm. Is there like a some sort of like system behind the people that pop up? Because it, it seems to make a lot of sense. When I'm looking at it here, although yours is not in there, which is kind of interesting. Um, like mine, I mine, is, mine is sometimes though. You're talking about the like the eight people. Um, well, no, I clicked on like I'm, it's four thousand nine hundred ninety-nine now because I just deleted somebody, <sighs> and like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. Oh, there you are, fourteen. 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, Those 21. are the people. Those are the people that you interact these with. Top, the these top people are, are all either good friends or clients. Yeah, they interact as with you. As scroll, okay. Um, now, as I'm, as I'm scroll, scrolling down, like it makes complete sense. Like There's nobody in here that I want to delete, so now I have to keep on scrolling yeah, down. Yeah, you're going to have to, yeah. It's not That's that how easy. it works. So the more I scroll down, these are the people that I, I have like interactions with the, the, the least. Yeah, the bottom probably. As far as I'm sure you don't. After you get through about a hundred of them, you'll probably get to the people that you rarely talk to. But those people might look at you, so you might receive. I know Darielle deleted somebody recently and got a, a, a private message saying, "Why did you delete Dude, me?" So me too, and I never talked to the guy before. I'm like, I don't, I don't, I don't even know who you are. I mean, we don't talk. Apparently, people know? look at your page more than you think. You know what I mean? But if they subscribe, they can still get pretty much everything. They can get everything unless you turn some of the things off. I, I, I'm pretty sure you have the same settings as me where you can see everything. You just, I think you might even have the same settings where you, they can even comment on a picture. I know they can like a picture. I'm yeah. Sure. Mm-hmm. So, um, I want to uh, off of Facebook for a minute. I know you're like uh, Facebook obsessed, but, uh, you have an iPhone. I have an iPhone. You know, we like the Apple products. Hopefully you'll get an yeah. Apple. Uh, when you get to, uh, maybe we'll buy one when you're here, uh, next week, a laptop so I can show you how to use it. But, uh, yeah, I'm thinking about that. My computer is a virus. So yeah. Uh, and you won't get one with an Apple. I, I'm looking at one of these mock-ups of the new iPhone 5. It looks pretty fucking cool, man. It's like super-duper thin. Uh, excuse the language, first of all. Oh, uh, sorry. Well, how, 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 how thin is it? Um, I, don't, I don't see the dimensions here. Let me see if I can pull up the actual specs. You know, it's funny with iPhones. They don't know exactly. It's like um, it's just like people are speculating. Like they're like... Talking there, the, iPhones are such a big deal, PJ. That they were actually people are analyzing like what parts Apple is buying from China. Like, okay, Apple bought this this new screen from China, you know, um, which is uh, you know, I don't so, use nearly as much of, of of the things that I could on my iPhone. Really? No, I mean, like Amber has like thirty pages of apps. I have like two pages of apps. Yeah, I know. I don't do that many apps either. Supposedly, the screen is going to be bigger. Instead of like three and a half inches, it's going to be four inches. And then yeah. um, supposedly, let's see, I, I'm looking for the, okay, here you go. Uh, oh, no, no, not saying they're not going to do a four-inch a four screen. See, it goes back and forth. You read these things I just read on one thing that says they're going to do a four-inch screen. Now I read another thing that says they're not going to do a four-inch screen. 
It's like there's so much little. It's like gossip about just about that. You're really you're really interested in this, huh? Uh, yeah, I am. I, I'm excited. That I I don't know why I get like excited when the new one comes out, and it's coming out in, mm-hmm. the, in the near future. Let's see when is the, the I'm, release. I'm, I'm pretty I'm pretty cool with the one I have. I'm you don't do a whole lot with awesome. yours, is the truth. You know, I don't think I'll be up, up, upgrading online. Really? No, I don't think so. Wow, that's that's crazy. I don't even have Siri. I don't even have Siri online. So yeah, you're one behind me. I have the one in front. Of, I have the S. You don't have the S. Do you, do you like Siri? Do you enjoy having that? No, I've never used it. <laughs> no. uh, see, there you go. You didn't even use it. I don't know if I would use that. I you wouldn't use it. It's not. It's stupid. I mean, I, I, I never. Uh, I have. I mean, I know how to use it, but it's not like it's, it's not that important. So the new iPhone is supposed well, to come out in September, PJ. Uh, I mean, what what other cool stuff is it going to be able to do? Um, okay, let's see what kind of rumors there are. Uh, the four-inch screen is a rumor. Uh, let's see. Your screen is not really all that big of a deal to me. I mean, I'm, I'm fine with the screen now. Um, they're saying that, uh, I don't know. Well, the, the, it'll have the uh, uh, the four LTG speed, which is the faster. Um, it's uh, four times faster than the, the 4G. So it's like ridiculously mm-hmm. fast. This, uh, they're supposed to have a new uh, type of screen. Uh, a different chip, so they're gonna have a better, faster chip, a A five X chip. How do you like that? Uh, that sounds pretty awesome. If I knew what any of that means, yeah, and either. And I'll then, tell you. I'll tell you back 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 to the subject of Facebook, which is to me a little bit more important than iPhone. Another thing, if I'm, if I'm not doing it right, when you delete the person, it's bringing me back up to the starting point again, and then I got to scroll all the way back down again. Huh. That's interesting. Oh, yeah, every time it's going to do that. That's super annoying. Hey, There's got to be somebody out here that knows a lot about Facebook that can help us. Remind me, when you get in on Monday, I need to bring you to Envision Medical to get you all hooked up, set up. Yes, you certainly do. So I'm just remembering that now because I'm looking at the Envision Medical. Oh, page. trust me, I'm not, I haven't forgotten about it. Yeah, I'm going to bring both you and Dimbo to Envision <laughs> Medical, and we're going to get you set up with testosterone, DECA, growth hormone. We're going to set what if, up. What if, <laughs> what if you bring... Timbo in there, and they're like, they're like, this guy's a little too crazy for, for medical. Timbo is definitely going to do the radio show with us on Wednesday. We're definitely going to have to do it uh, live at, at the at the Casa de Singerman with me, you, and Timbo, and he can kind of like sit in. He could be like the guy. He could be like the um, like obviously we're, we're the hosts. He can be like the um, the funny guy that sits on the side. It's like we're both Conan, and he is uh, that other fat guy. What's his name? He could be like like uh, like like Chelsea Handler's uh, Chewy. Yeah, he could be like Chewy. We'll give him a microphone. <laughs> He'll sit on the side, and every once in a while, I'll just make a random comment. <laughs> he'll be like, he'll be like, ha ha, that's that's funny. But you mind if I smoke some weed out here? Um, yeah, he can. Uh, he's gonna. I believe he's bringing weed with him for him uh, for his own use while he's here. So uh, we'll get Tim stoned and put him on the radio. <laughs> Sounds like a good idea. <laughs> I think that uh, the people at Envision will actually like Tim a lot. So I think it's difficult not to like Timbo. So they'll no, no, it's impossible. Uh, like, so Aaron tells me you guys are going to give me steroids. I could probably get you guys some stuff that you might not even have already. <laughs> you guys want pain pills? <laughs> <laughs> I'll trade you some of these here pain pills for some of that testosterone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be uh, that would be interesting. Um, let's talk about your contest. For people who don't know, okay. you want to see like PJ's reaction immediately after the contest, you can go to uh, my YouTube page and that's his YouTube backslash Aaron Singerman. And uh, PJ has got his immediate reaction, including some posing footage from the contest. 
And this was done right after. And so a few people didn't like the thing. They said that uh, that it was like self serving and pit it. And you were being like, pit. it was. It was. There was two people that didn't like it. It was ridiculous. I, I couldn't believe that people looked at that video and thought that you were like, like feeling sorry for yourself. I didn't get that well, at for all. For starters, I was for starters, I was overwhelmed by the amount of positive comments on YouTube because usually people don't really comment that much on YouTube. Yeah, yeah, you got a lot of good um, stuff. Yeah. And, and it was an uh, overwhelming amount of uh, positive comments on YouTube. And, and uh, you know, I, I didn't expect really any negativity out of it. To be honest with you, I didn't need to do a video. Uh, and it wasn't something that was planned at all. I had just finished the show, and I had, like, without exaggeration, over 50 text messages from different clients and friends and people that I haven't talked to in a while. Uh, you know, other people in the industry that wanted to know what happened. And, you know, some people already did know, and some people were like, Dude, congratulations! And other people were like, "Dude, what happened? You didn't look good." And certain people were like, "Dude, you look great." And other, you know, just going through everything, I was like, "Man, I, I'm 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 so mad at myself as it is. I don't want to go through addressing like every single one of these." And I was like, "You know what? Throw the camera on me. I'm just going to say what comes out. You know, like real, no no practice. Whatever comes out comes out. Just explain the reason why I'm mad." And it, it certainly wasn't self pity. Uh, I was mad at myself because I made poor decisions, and I I, I pride myself on being uh, wise with with plans. I mean, that's what I get paid to do. That that is what I make a living doing. I plan people to success. So the fact that I abandoned my own plan numerous times, uh, it, you know, after thinking about it in the end, it was just really foolish. Um, before you get too before you get too far into this, there's a lot of people who probably haven't seen the video. So why don't you kind of start from the beginning and. Uh and give the story of this whole thing, like, the, the, you know, the last few days, the process, the changing of the plans Okay, and stuff. well, you know, people have heard me say that originally I wanted to do uh, a show in San Diego, but that show happened to be the day of your wedding. Now, I was, this already threw my plan off. Because I, I, screwed, already I screwed everything up already before I even knew it. I yeah, it, it, yeah, so, you know, I was already pressured because, okay, I was like, great, that was my requalifier. Where am I going to requalify? Um... And the, the only show that made sense to do, you know, that was logistically close, I mean, I'm not going to fly somewhere to requalify to compete, you know, uh, and there's more than enough shows out here in California, was to do the cow, which gave me basically eight weeks of dieting. And I was already into my diet, so I accelerated some things. And um, my plan from the start, even if I was going to do the San Diego show, which was three weeks later, was I wasn't going to worry about weight. I was just going to be the best that I could be. Uh, and I I knew by the time USA's came around in July, I would be a heavyweight, but I knew it was going to take me a while to get there. It was going to have to be uh, uh, a very uh, well-thought-out process because I have more muscle than, than really uh, I can I can carry as a heavyweight. So I knew that I was going to have to keep sucking myself down and bringing myself back up. So there was realistically no shot, in my mind, of being a heavyweight at this show, so that was never something I thought of. I thought I'd be around 230-something, cut my water out, and uh, I looked really good because I was on pace to look the best I've ever looked in my life a few weeks out. And uh, I was advised by somebody that will remain nameless, uh, that is somebody that's, you know, very uh, important in the industry and very knowledgeable uh, and somebody that I respect a lot. And, and this person told me that it would be wisest for me to be a heavyweight at this show since I'm going to be a heavyweight at USA's because it was a very big show. I win the heavyweight overall and then I win the overall and it sends like a message, like you know, to to you know, the other judges out here and, and national level judges, because there are a few national level judges that would see me. That this is, you know, I'm going to bring even better than this to USA's. Now, I was told this message about 
a week out. And people saw my progress pictures. I was really, really in good shape. Uh, so for the one retard on the board that was probably that was saying, oh, he probably just wasn't in good shape, and that's why he came video, I have, you know, picture documented evidence of how good a shape I was. And, you know, I had about 10 pounds that I had to get rid of. And, I, and you know very well that I don't really hold much water. Right. Uh, my, my body weight only fluctuates by a couple pounds from morning to night. Uh, I stay relatively dry. So I immediately uh, came up with a depletion plan to suck weight out. And I sucked some weight out. And I got myself down to actually almost down to 225, and I was just, for for lack of a better word, skinny. And I was like, man, this is this is not going to work. So what I had to do was I, I devised a plan that I thought would be a very conservative carb up. And typically, when I carb up, I actually lose a little bit of weight. Uh, and I figured it, it would it would be you know, I would still be very very flat when I weighed in, but I would try my hardest to carb up and you know do what the person you know told me to do, take their advice. Now, on Friday, when I woke up, I was 229 and a half pounds, and I was still ridiculously flat, and I was like, how am I going to get rid of five pounds in one day? Uh, so, you know, I talked to um, my good buddy, Daniel Meyer, who's, who's brilliant. Uh, if people don't, don't realize, this kid has his master's degree, I believe, in kinesiology, and, and we put our heads together. We basically came up with a, with a plan of, of action saying the only way that I could realistically do this was to remove all the carbohydrates from my diet and go on a protein fat um, and just pound water and try to flush fluids out of my body as much as I possibly could. Now, this, in theory, would have been the best idea, but the weight wasn't coming down, so I foolishly started taking um, diuretics. And, you know, plenty of people use diuretics. We've all used diuretics before. Uh, I am very, very sensitive to diuretics, and I knew I know this. This is what makes my decision even even more foolish. Uh, I took probably uh, three or four times more diuretics than I than I really would have ever ever imagined letting myself take. I would certainly never let a a client do what I did, but I really really wanted to prove my point to this person, uh, you know, and, and make this weight class. Um, and when I had actually gotten to the show that night, I talked to the person, and that they had advised me now to to you know, not kill myself just to be a heavyweight and just, just forget it and go super. So at this point, I now, I, I was like, great. You know, now I'm at a crossroads. I'm like, well, I guess I should start trying to carve and fill myself back out to go super. So I started, you know, aggressively carving up. I already had a ton of diuretics in my system. And for whatever reason, reintroducing the carbs basically gave me um, chronically bad diarrhea. Um, it was really, really scary, to be honest with you. Um, I went to the bathroom from 6 in the morning till, till noon, uh, without exaggeration, at least 10, 11, 12 times. It, it seemed like every half an hour. I was having to run to the bathroom, and pure water was coming out. Now, I was trying to be a soldier and not drink water, which was probably even, even more foolish. Um, so by the time I weighed in, I actually weighed in at 225 and three-quarter pounds. And they were like, well... You, you're kind of close enough. Like, do you, do you want to just put you in heavies? And I was like, no, screw it. Just put me in the supers at this point. You know what I mean? And I started trying to fill up with pancakes, and that wasn't working. I had a burger. I was doing all this before pre-judging. And I was trying to, you know, in, in come up with, in theory, you know, what I thought would help fill me out in, in a short amount of time. Nothing was staying in me. Then I started getting uh, lightheaded 
to the point where I was actually falling asleep. And I'm never like that. You know, you know anybody that knows me knows I'm very high strung. I was falling asleep in my seat in the auditorium. Um, and uh, when I woke up, my whole body started cramping, like horrifically bad. And uh, Lewis was there, um, big sexy. And, and I was like, guys, I go, I'm really in so much pain right now. I, I'm, I'm almost like scared. And he was like, what's wrong with you? And I was like, I can't even move. And I was trying to like straighten my leg, but my quad would start intensely cramping so bad that when I would try to try to, you know, bend it, my hamstring would start cramping. My stomach was cramping, the feet, everything. And Lou was like, what do you need? You need salt? He's like, you should do salt and sugar. And I was like, get me the salt and sugar and just get me a freaking water at this point. And I took a couple salt packets. I took the sugar and I pounded uh, one of the small Poland spring bottles of water. And, you know, within actually a few minutes, my cramps started going away. I mean, it was to the point where I couldn't walk. I was like, like doubled over in pain. Um, at this point, when you, when you're going through something like that, this was, was now the worst experience I've ever had since competing in 2003 at my first show. I've never experienced anything this bad before at a bodybuilding show. So now mentally you're already kind of like, wow, I'm really effing myself. Uh, you're also kind of like, man, I, I hope like nothing really bad is wrong with me. And you're like, you know, you're kind of like, well, it's hard to not feel defeated. Like, I just really, I, I'm not going to be good at this point. So um, I, I texted Evan, and he was like, honestly, dude, if that's happening to you, he was like, just start drinking water, dude. Just start drinking water. So I just started drinking water. Um, and when the pre came out, you know, the, the interesting thing is I actually, I didn't look bad, you know. I actually looked okay. But for me, the way I was looking I looked dramatically worse. And that's what was really like frustrating about it. Um, you know, you wouldn't, if you didn't know who I was, you wouldn't look at me and be like, oh, he sucks. You'd be like, oh, he looks good. But since you do know me and you saw what I look like a week out and you've been seeing all my pictures, you'd be like, wow, you really screwed yourself. And the reason that I felt like I, I needed to do a video was because I, I represent, you know, uh, a business that is based on, 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 you know, trying to make people look as, as, as perfect as they can for the stage. And I felt like I need to set example to those people. And, you know, I have friends and everybody else, they know, you guys know. Um, but there's a lot of people that follow me and that support me and that want me to do well. And um, I felt like they deserved, you know, to, to know what happened and to let them know that it was my own fault. I'll never do it again. And, you know, that was pretty much it. I didn't want to talk about it anymore after that. I didn't want... People that I didn't do the video because I want people to be like, oh, PJ, we love you. Don't be upset. I don't give a fuck about that. I wanted to do it for the people that, that were simply curious. Because uh, all my friends now, they're, you know, everybody knows they're like, dude, you, you, you screwed up. You know, I mean, Evan told me even the night before, he goes, honestly, I really think you should just stick to what your original plan is because you're going to wind up screwing yourself. He goes, I really don't think you should do all things. And he was right. You know, and, and if I was, uh, if somebody was approaching me with that plan, I would tell them the same thing. And so I was just very, very mad at myself. Um, but, you know, it's, we live, uh, we learn from our mistakes in life and we can only make ourselves better. One, one thing about me, and, uh, you know, I'm pretty conservative with my clients and I like to get my clients in shape ahead of time. So we have to do as little uh, possible strange things at the end. And I, I'm, I'm, I'm known for, for getting my girls in spectacular shape and the guys I do with in, in spectacular shape. I can get, I can walk the edge a little bit with myself and, and that might not necessarily be a, a, a wise thing. Um, but I'm not afraid, I suppose, 
to push the envelope with myself. But I will never do it with a client. Uh, and I've learned from my mistakes. And it, if anything, it, it makes it better for my clients. So I'm certainly, you know, never doing any of these crazy things uh, to myself that I, that, I, that I have done to them. Um, you know, like I would never let ever come up with something like this for a client. You know, everything is well thought out and, and, and thoroughly planned to a T. You know, this was something that was just kind of like a, a mix up of crazy ideas that sort of just went wrong. And, uh, you know, it's, it was a learning experience. I still, still qualified, which was, I guess, the main goal anyway. I just didn't do it in the fashion that I would have liked to. Uh, and you know what? The, the head judge, Tamer L. Gundy, he's, he told me straight out, he's like, listen, man, I've seen you compete live. He's like, I've done nationals when you did nationals. He's like, I saw your progress up to the show. I know what you look like. He's like, I know that you are a big guy. You come in hard, you come in full, and you come in dry. He goes, today, you didn't do any of those things. And it's apparent that whatever you did, you really messed up. And I was like, yeah, I, I agree with you. And it, it, it will never happen again. And, and it won't ever happen again. So, you know, I'm, I'm already moved past it. I'm mad at myself. But, you know, I'm moved past it. I'm not going to dwell on it anymore. Yeah, well, um, as a result of this contest, uh, you decided to make a change to your future plans. Why don't you talk about that? Well, going into this contest, I originally wanted to do junior nationals, but considering that I'm going to be a heavyweight again, there's really no point of me doing junior nationals. It's not like everybody hasn't seen me as a heavyweight uh, already. I've placed inside the top ten at North Americans and nationals as a heavyweight, so it's not like I need to go and, and, and get my name out there at junior nationals. I've never competed as a super heavyweight on the national level, so because of that, I wanted to go to junior nationals as a, as a super heavyweight first before I moved up to the big, big, big boys. Um, let them see me first. Uh, but uh, now, because I'm going to be a heavyweight again, I, I decided I need to forego junior nationals because having your wedding the week before that and everything else that's going on and just competing now, I feel like I'm just going to run my body into the ground. And I know I can do it, but I just don't think I'll be better for it. So I'll be skipping that show and putting all my focus at, into the USA's, um, which gives me eight more weeks, lots of time. You know, I'm already in shape now. Uh, I'm, I'm kind of chilling out this week. I'm still working out. I'm getting a little lax with my diet this week. Actually, Aaron, mm -hmm. after all the poor, after all the poor decisions and, and dumb things I did over the weekend, I did something really, really smart last night. Yeah. And uh, I, I want our listeners uh, to, to, to actually try this themselves. This is one of the smartest things I've done in a while. I came up with a delicious uh, shake idea. So what you need to do, the key to this thing is you have to have a magic bullet. You can do it in a regular blender, but there's something about the magic bullet that's just, it's, it's really awesome, and it makes you a perfect-sized little shake, right? So what I did was I put a, little, a couple of ice cubes in the bottom, you know, you know, you got to get that crushed ice in there, and Reese's makes uh, Reese's Peanut Butter Cup uh, ice creams. Have you ever had one of those? No, never. They're kind of like little, like, like square, like kind of like Klondike bar type things, and they have, like, the hard shell on the outside, and the Reese's peanut butter ice cream on the inside, they're outstanding. So what I did was I put that thing into the magic bullet with about two more tablespoons of peanut butter, about six to eight ounces of red regular Gatorade, not G2, the real Gatorade, right? Red Gatorade. And then I added a scoop of Iron Mag Labs uh, vanilla whey isolate, mm -hmm. and I blended it up, and it was ridiculous. Ridiculous, dude. I let Amber take a sip of it because what happened is that the, the shell, the hard shell, 
turn into tiny little chunks of chocolate that you got in your mouth with all the excess peanut butter. And the, 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 the Gatorade gave it like a unique little like root cake too. It was, it was probably the, the best smoothie I, I've ever had. It, it was a brilliant idea. If I was off season right now, this would become an every night thing for me. That's how good it was. So I actually encourage all our listeners to go out and try that. That does sound like the smartest right thing we've done in a while. Right up there, right up there with the McRonster. I mean, it's really, really delicious. Mm-hmm. Who would think to take the Reese's ice cream? You know, it's like a Klondike bar type thing, and actually blend it up into a shake. Mm, wonderful. I would try that. I'm trying to be good on my diet. You know, I've been, uh, I have not been good on the PJ Braun wedding diet lately, but somehow. I seem to, even though I've been eating, definitely not on the diet. I am uh, maintaining my body weight and uh, leanness pretty well, so I'm, I am, uh, I am happy that I did so well so fast because now it seems to be easily uh, maintainable. Well, next week when I'm there, you know, I'm going to be getting back into it for USA. So we're going to we're going to stay strict for the week. You know, and it'll be easier for you having me there. We'll just we'll just you know, I'll be able to monitor you and watch you. Uh, we'll see about all that. We'll see about all that. And then you can then you can just go all out at the wedding. Yeah, yeah, we could do that. Maybe <laughs> we'll see. I don't want to make any commitments <laughs> yet. Yet, <laughs> but that sounds like it's definitely possible. It's definitely possible. Um, what else, PJ? We got a, we got a lot of exciting show tonight because we got uh, Doctor Lane Norton on the show after the commercial break to uh, to shoot the shit with us and basically for us to be outrageous and uh, Doctor Lane to be. Very conservative. It's, I'm glad that he's actually doing the show because I was uh, concerned that he wouldn't want to because we'd be too out there for him. But I think it, it benefits us that he's never heard any of the past shows. Uh, yes, I think he'd be concerned. He is very he's a very conservative guy, Lane. You know, uh, I feel like uh, a lot of the stuff that we talk about regularly might make him uncomfortable. Yeah, I I would think that, but um, he's very intelligent, so he can he can find his way around. Um, you know, if we hit him with questions that maybe are inappropriate. Yeah, well, he got he told me the the craziest interview he ever did, or worst interview he ever did, was with the sandwich. You remember the sandwich from uh, MD? Who was in fact we had really John Romano, correct? No, no, no. The sandwich was really somebody else. No, it's really a person. I thought the sandwich was like an alter ego of John Romano. No, no, the sandwich is a person. He was he's been around longer than John Romano. He was on uh, the um, the Usernet groups uh, with. Um, when Dan Duchesne was posting and Patrick Arnold. Yeah, I remember, I remember the sandwich, but for some reason I thought that the sandwich was like, you know, an alter ego of John Romano. Like, he was really the one that wrote that. No, the sandwich is not John Romano. So, uh, uh, Lee, I mean, he has been interviewed by, uh, by the sandwich uh, recently, like in the last few years. Obviously not John Romano, um, or else he wouldn't have been working for MD in the last year or two. Uh, anyway, uh, the sandwich asked Lane some very, like, ridiculous questions about, like, you know, having sex with his wife and all kinds of weird, like very stuff that we wouldn't even go into. And, uh, and Lane took the, uh, he didn't get mad at him. Instead, he just refused to answer a lot of the questions. So maybe that's what he'll do with us tonight. We'll have to, uh, we'll have to wait and see. Um, yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be good. I know that people will enjoy that, uh, hearing, uh, uh, Lane in, uh, in, I guess, not the most comfortable of situations. You know what I mean? Or, di- or at least a different situation. Di- very different from what you would normally see Lane Norton in. Um, I, I've been wanting to talk about with you. Yeah. Because after last night, uh, I, I was just shocked. 
that you did not like the Avengers because I went and finally saw it last night. Yeah. Everybody's been saying how awesome it was. Uh-huh. And and I was like, I, I need to go see this for myself because too many people have said it was awesome. And I, I actually knew that I was going to like it because I'm a comic book buff, or I was when I was, when I was younger. Right. Uh, so, and, then, and having everybody together, you know, just, just something I knew I was going to like. Uh, but I actually thought that it was freaking awesome. And I was actually kind of bummed when it was over. Uh, and you actually left the movie theater, which is, blows my mind that you that you were not entertained by that. Well, I think that um, there's a few reasons. For one, uh, Darielle did not like the movie from the beginning. So like she didn't have any interest in seeing it. I kind of had to drag her there. Um, uh, we saw it with uh, John Hansen and, and his friend, his lady friend. Um, so, like... Um, I know that Daryl wasn't too psyched to go. And, you know, when you see a movie with somebody who doesn't want to go, it it um, it puts kind of a damper on it from the beginning. So that there was that. And then there was the fact that I was, at that time, I was very strictly following the P.J. Braun wedding diet. So I couldn't eat anything at the wedding, when I went at the wedding, at the uh, movie. And it was time for me to eat kind of in the middle. So I was hungry. I was hungry for the last hour of the movie. And then you add in the fact that the movie was extremely long. For a comic book movie, to have it over two hours and 30 minutes is very long for a comic book movie. So like for the first hour, me and her both, she was actually even liking it. I really liked it for the first hour or so. And then the next uh, 30 minutes, I was like, oh, okay. And then they did that really long fight scene at the end where nobody can die. You know, basically when you have guys with this many superpowers, nobody dies. You know what I mean? They just, well, you're talking about when the people, when the people came, you know, the evil. Yeah, just, no, they, yeah they, they, the aliens come in. I thought them. that shit was awesome. Dude, when the Hulk just started going nuts. Yeah, well, so, the, I mean, nobody can kill the Hulk. And the Hulk just kills this guy, this guy, this guy, this guy. The Hulk is the shit. Yeah, the Hulk was the best guy. The Hulk and Iron Man were the two best characters in the movie. For I, sure. I, I love uh, Iron Man. Dude. Iron Man, great. Robert Downey Jr. is awesome. I thought this was pretty funny today on Twitter. You know, that, that, you know, we have our, our buddy, A-Town Brown, who we, we've never met before. No, he got very insulted. He got very insulted that I didn't go hang out with him when I was in New Orleans. And I told him, I said, listen, man, I'm, I, I'm there for work. And he's like, let's just come down to the French Quarter for a little while. And I'm like, no, dude, I can't. And he's like, <laughs> and he's like, he's like, oh, he's like, okay, dude, I see how it is. And I was like, okay, I'm not going to keep responding to this because he, he obviously doesn't get it. I can't just leave uh, the show to go work, go to the French Quarter, you know? Um. <laughs> Well, you know, I've never met the guy. He, he talks a lot of shit to me, but it's actually funny, the shit that he says. So and I, and I'm cool with it. You know, it doesn't bother me. But one thing that he said today that I, I thought was just actually really funny, um, I tweeted that Avengers was awesome and that Tony Stark is my idol, which he's really not my idol, but I, I think that Tony Stark, the character of Tony Stark is just outstanding. Uh, and and Town Brown tweeted back, that he feels that Tony Stark has the same attitude as me in many ways, and that we're very similar, which I think some people would, would take as, a, as kind of like a diss, because right. Tony Stark's an, an asshole, but he's like a cocky, arrogant asshole, but I actually took it as a compliment. And Amber actually agreed with him and said that I am a lot like Tony Stark in many ways, but I, 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 I really enjoy uh, his sense of humor. Um, and like how uh, you're, you're arrogant, uh, you're arrogant and sarcastic and a womanizer. He, <laughs> he's a, just a total, just a total asshole. Ege- egotistical, awesome. egotistical. Um, I loved when, when, when he was talking to Bruce Banner, he was trying to piss him off. He wanted him to become the Hulk. 
and he was like, I'm really, really fond of, of your, of your, your, your theories on gamma, you know, radiation and your, your testing that you've done on this and that. He goes, um, I also really enjoy when you turn into the green thing and just really just destroy stuff. I, I really enjoy I that. I like how you were shocking him. He was shocking with the little shocking. Yeah, thing. he was trying to get him to, to get mad and turn into the Hulk. He's like, how do you keep it under control? He's like, what do you do? Yoga, meditation, huge bag of weed. What is it? <laughs> um, I, I enjoyed that whole, like, interaction with them. There were good parts of the movie. I was just too long for me, man. I just, uh, I just felt like it just got to be too much, you know. Like I, I wasn't enjoying it at the end, and I was hungry enough. Have you found any? Have you found anyone else that felt that way? No, I mean, if you look at the numbers, just at the numbers, you know, if you go to my favorite site, uh, Rotten Tomatoes, it tells you everything because it, it compiles a list of a hundred of the top uh, movie reviewers, and it gives you a one out of a hundred, one being you know, or zero out of a hundred, zero being no movie reviewers liked it, gave it better than uh, gave it a, a, a thumbs up. All the way to 100, and this one got 96 of the 100 reviewers gave it a thumbs up, and then uh, 98% of the audience liked it. So, yes, I'm in the very, very vast minority. I've pulled people trying to find somebody else that, that would say that the movie wasn't good, but you were the only one. Yeah. yeah. It's, uh, sorry, I'm yawning over here. It's um, It's pretty rare. It's pretty rare. I don't know. Do you think that maybe you just caught it at a bad time? Yeah, it's possible. I mean, I really enjoy movies a lot more when I can eat popcorn and candy and, and yeah. All the junk I, food. I crushed. I crushed. If you had to see me eating this popcorn, my my right arm actually never stopped. It was a continuous motion until I got down to the bottom of the bag, and then I I got rid of the bag. The only thing that slowed me down was I was thinking for a second about actually running out of the movie and getting more butter and salt, but then I was like, ah, I don't want to miss anything. But it kind of sucks when you get to like that middle point in the bag and you lose like the buttery saltiness that you put on the top. It's like a, it's too much of a contrast, and it's 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 next to impossible to get it evenly dispersed because they put it in a bag that if you shake it up, it's just going to fall all over the place. You know, it's true, PJ. That's a real problem. You need to actually do it in layers. You need to tell them, look, put some popcorn in there, do salt and butter it, more popcorn, salt and butter it, and then more, and then salt and butter it. Kind of tell them to do it in layers. Mm, we have to, we have to do, do that next time I go. Oh. I'm sure they would get really, really happy about people asking them to do something. Oh, yeah, they would love that. But you're, you're big enough that they're not going to argue with you. I've seen uh, a lot of good movies lately. Contraband was outstanding. That I was read good. that the other night. Yeah, I liked that one. Daryl um, didn't like that one either. Daryl's very hard to please with movies. She's not. I actually wanted her to watch Total Recall because she thought the preview for the new Total Recall with Colin Farrell looked real good. And I was like, oh, it'll never be better than the, than the Arnold one. No. And she never even Recall heard of it. Awesome. She never heard of it. So I'm going to try to get her. She never saw Total Recall? Benny! Benny! <laughs> I, love I like when, it's, when, it, when Arnold in the dream goes outside into Mars and his eyes get all big and then it pops. Yeah, and how about when he, when he takes that thing out of his nose and he's like, ah, <laughs> in the bathroom and he's ripping that thing out. Yeah. And then they have the girl with the three tits. I mean, there's all kinds of good stuff in that yeah. movie. She'll probably like it. Who knows? Who knows with her? You can't, you can't bring her anywhere. Um, little, the, the little baby thing that was grown out of the guy, Coado. Yeah, Coado. Yeah, that was good. You remember a lot of details on these movies, man. <laughs> you remember the name of the thing that's growing out of the guy. The little weird little baby thing, yeah. yeah. Uh, it, was, it was a weird movie, but it was awesome. Yeah, great movie. Definitely a great movie. All right, you want to do some shout-outs and, and uh, move on with this show? Get to uh, Lane Norton? Get ourselves over to Lane. Yeah, you got um, the shout-outs pulled up? Now, are we doing? Uh, are we doing two shows? Are we going to get a couple shows recorded next week while we're at, while we're down there? It's again? very possible that people will be able to hear. Don't you can't 
you can't hold us to it necessarily, but there is a very good chance that next week you will have two Iron Empire radio shows because I can tell you the following week we will not have any because I promised Ariel that our, uh, I don't even know if we're going to do a honeymoon of, of, of any kind of significance because Thursday morning at 6 in the morning we fly to Chicago for Junior Nationals. So if the wedding is on Sunday, that will just give us Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. So we're not going to like go anywhere. Uh, we were thinking, of, I, there's a lot of places I'd like to go. Unfortunately, when you have a pregnant wife, um, there's a lot of things you can't do. So it just seems to make sense for us to maybe get a hotel on the beach, like uh, in South Beach, or maybe we might even go to Key West or something. But I promised her I wouldn't do any radio shows or work or write or do anything for anybody. So we may uh, make up the show next week. All right. Fair enough. You ready to roll? You want to sing? You want to start with your singing shout-out? I have to sing. Okay, I actually know who I'm singing to. It's a great tune. Do you Uh, want music? You're going to do it a cappella. Quite a lot of music. Uh, we, we should probably rehearse this for the future. Yeah, you should, uh, pick, a, you should pick a song I, in advance, and I'll and I'll get it ready. A song, a style that I want to sing in. I think tonight I'm going to do it kind of like um, like uh, I think instead of doing uh, R&B like R Kelly style, I'm, I'm going to do like weird rock, but like like but awkward like like ACDC weird voice that nobody else sounds like rock for my for my singing tonight. Are you, are you doing this to a particular tune, or we're just going to Greg Tuba it up? I'm just going to Greg Tuba it out and then, and then go from there. Okay. okay, I'm ready when you're ready. I won't give a shout out to Greg Tuba. Yeah. Very good. Wow. That was nice. Got a little weird ACDC thing going there. Not quite as raspy. But, you know, I tried. I liked it. I liked more, it. I, I'm more of a I'm more of a soul brother. I could keep it at soul, you know. No. I want to hear a rap sometime. Um, Maybe we could get some rap. I'll get the like I said. I'll, next time, I'll you give me some notice, or if we think about it, you can give me notice, and then we'll uh, I'll, <laughs> I'll pick um, some music. We'll maybe we'll do some like Eminem or something. You could do. Yeah, um, we'll need somebody who's who, who's, who's if, if the person that's going to you know uh, you know win. Try to try to make it be like of all our listeners. If your name is not an easily rhyming name, can you stay out of it? Because you're going to make it harder for you. Be, could the real Greg Tuba please stand up? Please stand yeah, up. Yeah. <laughs> like, like 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 Dylan Lindstadt. <laughs> he can't do it. Uh, or or like Joshua Marzak. Yeah, they're not doing like, it. They're... Guys, you, you guys can stay out of this game. But like Cody Kid, that's easy. I can do some stuff with Kid. Um, yeah. No guys like that. All right, uh, let's let's do the shout outs. Alright, shout outs. Joe Cristiano, Cody Kidd, Dylan Lindstadt, Liam Tracy, Muscle Mitch, Waylon Martin. He's a good dude. I like Waylon Martin. Uh, uh, Joshua Marzek. Uh, oh, and Emma Marzek for being a sexy Filipina who's married to him. Spencer Barrett. I already shouted out my boy, great but Rob Manns, our buddy. Shane Royce. Jonathan Gomes. Uh, Al X. Uh, I don't know if it's Alex, but it's Al Space X. Yeah. Uh, Richard Arrington and now this is awesome what I'm about to do right now <laughs> three guys in a row and I think you probably saw this yes yes shout, shout out to Assad Malik Adil Malik Ahmad Malik Assad Adil Ahmad Malik now <laughs> now we have we have three Maliks now I can't believe about. we got all the Maliks I wonder if there's any other Maliks we could get yeah I'm like are the Maliks like the Wayans brothers are there like seven of them wow I like um, this and, it's amazing that they all got in a row. I appreciate that. Uh, Rob Holt, of course. 
uh, Anthony Razio, uh, Brad Pfizer, Ludson, uh, Carson Lee Benzin, Jody Boba, Danny Al, uh, Jess McCutcheon, very loyal, Tom Ramsey, our boy Keith Allen, uh, Max Cervantes, uh, <laughs> he wanted an extra big, uh, big shout out. So, I mean, should I sing to, to Max Cervantes because he did make that more for us? So I'll give a little soft, a little, little like, uh, like, um, uh, Celine Dion, like, Max Cervantes. Uh, Ben Grahada, Justin Baccio, uh, Nathan Izak, uh, Nick Dog from the Northwest Side, Bobby Orr. Uh, Levi Fairbanks, Jesse Smith, Glenn Fletcher, another client of mine, Mark Joseph Dome, uh, Alexander Duncan, Sophie, converted listener. Thank you for converting her, Alexander. Lou Hudson, Chris Schmidt, and Renee, of course. Uh, Stacey Mitchell Gray. Uh, <laughs> we missed this one up before. Ty T. Kimball. Yep. Uh, Sean F. Rob, Vito Orlandino. That is an awesome name, by the way. Benjamin Herring um, and his bro, <laughs> Dick, enormously Big Dick. Uh, <laughs> Jared Mercer, Will Albertos, uh, Big Nut, Patrick Barnes, and uh, good old Steve Miller, not from the band. That was a lot of shout-outs this week. That has got to be our record. You missed Amy, Amy Hughes from Jared Mercer. Yeah, yeah, I told you there was a lot this time. That was the that was definitely the longest list of shoutouts. Fifty five, fifty five shoutouts on there. Yeah, I could. I think that could only mean that more people are listening to the show and getting interested in the show. Yep, and if you if you look uh, at some of the other ones that I posted during the week, there's actually more. But we won't. They didn't actually request the shoutouts, but there's actually a lot more if you were to go through them and uh, and go through like the, like questions for Lane or then Lane the one where he said Mike uh, Liberatore or Doctor Lane. There's a lot of people that we didn't get, but. You need to request to be in the shoutouts to be in the shoutouts. That's just how it works. Send, send us your requests if you have uh, uh, people that you'd really like us to try to have on the show. We're curious. Um, you know, uh, we're going to try to bring some more people on here and there. I have an idea for a show. With, 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 we'll, we'll have numerous guests on that one. Um, if you want us to bring anybody back on, let us know. Um, we'll do our best to keep you guys happy. Yep, that sounds about right. So, PJ, this is the time where you are going to go and find some music for us. And yes. we are going to be back in uh, a few minutes to, uh, to with Dr. Lane Norton, and, uh, and that'll be it. So uh, everybody go out and support our sponsors, please. Iron Mag Labs, who not only sponsors the show, but sponsors both PJ and myself. And uh, you could use the discount code Aaron15 for 15% off, or I think PJ15 for 15% off. Um, and then, of course, Orbit Nutrition, which is Muscle Mitch, OrbitNutrition.com, that's IER5, and of course, ErgoPep. ErgoPep um, is our uh, exclusive peptide sponsor, and I believe they'll be signing back up with us, right, PJ, for an extended period of time. That's what it looks like, which is good because my uh, kangaroo that I borrowed from you um, ran out of melanotan, and I'll tell you, he is getting pale, and he's not happy about it. Ah, you got to keep your kangaroo nice and dark and brown. So yeah, send like us, take take care of us, Ergo Pep. I'm glad to hear they're very happy with us and signing back up for, I think, what, six months, right? Yes, I ran into uh, Kyle Witherspoon at my show looking mighty, mighty jacked, by the way. I guess the uh, peptides are, he's doing research on his animals and it's working out well. 
he might be like doing like Incredible Hulk style, you know, Bruce Banner research that perhaps like some of the research he's doing is carrying over onto him. For the, the gamma rays, he doesn't he's realize the gamma rays, it. yeah, are getting into him, are getting right into his source code. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Are, the gamma rays are reaching the source code. <laughs> uh, we need to do our source code impressions for people who haven't seen the source code it won't mean anything to you but if you have no. it will be fantastic we, we both highly recommend the source code and yeah, we, we, don't, we don't even understand why we talk like this if you did in fact see the source code um, alright BJ that's it for now we'll be back in just a few minutes with Dr. Lane Norton Iron Mag Labs is the leading supplement company offering the most hardcore pro-anabolic supplements on the market. Visit IronMagLabs.com and check out our top-selling pro-anabolics, Methadrol Extreme, Super DMZ RX, Cytostain RX, and E-Control RX with 6OXO. Iron Mag Labs makes supplements that actually work. No hype, no BS, just real results. There's a reason you keep hearing about Iron Mag Labs. Come see what you're missing. Visit IronMagLabs.com for the most hardcore bodybuilding supplements. Orbit Nutrition carries over 1,000 of the hottest nutritional supplements, performance enhancers, and nutraceuticals on the planet. And now, Iron Empire Radio listeners get an additional 5% off their everyday low prices by using the coupon code IER5. That's IER and the number 5. Choose products like Quest Protein Bars, iForce, Iron Mag Labs, and more. Check out Orbit's daily deals for special insane blowout prices. Log on to Orbit's Nutrition Forum and get feedback on the products you're interested in. Check out OrbitsNutrition.com and use the discount code IER5. Tonight's show is brought to you by Ergopep Peptides. Ergopep is the only research company ran by guys like you. Guys who share your passion and have achieved the goals you strive for every time you step foot into the gym. IFBB Pro Phil Hernan and his staff want to make your peptide research as easy as possible and encourage you to contact them with any questions you may have or help you may need at sales at ergopep.com. That's sales at ergopep.com. Or on their website at www.ergopep.com. Let Ergopep help you get your research started today. PJ and I don't just suggest you contact Ergopep. We do our own research with them as well. Ergopep.com. And now you can get 10% off by going to Ergopep.com and entering the discount code Iron Empire Radio.
it is my pleasure to have on Iron Empire Radio uh, my next door neighbor, practically, uh, Doctor Lane Norton. Doctor Lane, welcome to Iron Empire Radio. Oh, thanks. Uh, I'm glad you uh, could get time into me and your, your busy schedule of uh, you know showing up late to radio events and whatnot. <laughs> <laughs> you were you were ready. You were very ready. I've been watching uh, as, as I was at the gym. I, I saw a tweet getting ready for Iron Empire Radio, and then Darielle took a picture and said, "You better come home now." Because she had seen you had uh, posted on Facebook, so I got a lot of pressure. So I can't. I ran home from the gym immediately for you. <laughs> well, you know, it's you know tight schedule. You know, got, yeah, got stuff to do. <laughs> you got you got clients he, set up he, after he, this. He said that he was actually in in the middle of his his heaviest best squat of his entire life, and he he walked away from the bar because he didn't want you to wait anymore, Lane. So that was like what two twenty five. I actually had to I had to explain to Lane that that we never really know what time the radio show is going to be. Yeah. I, I certainly never know. It's kind of like a game, yeah, and sometimes true. I can end up very angry at the time of the radio show, and at other times it works really good for me. Um, you know, and, and Lane got caught in that situation, and it can be frustrating. It can be frustrating. To be- to be honest, we're only 20 minutes late. It's not that late. Trust me, it's been... This is actually early, if you look at it that way. Well, no, that's, that's okay, because it gave me more time to get, you know, angry at you. You know, which I figure for, you know, for what people are telling me about this show, you know, I, I kind of need to have, you know, a little bit of edge to it, right? Yeah, actually, I'm proud of you, Lane. I wanted to say that I'm proud of you for doing the show, um, because it oh. takes it takes some balls, you know, to... Uh, <laughs> To, to come on, to come on this particular one. Well, well, now you do have to know. I mean, my, my wife was tweeting at you and, and you know and, and messaging you, and I'm, I'm sure she's actually you know scouting out your house right now. Um, but you know, she, she will kill you if you do anything wrong. But you know, it's, what's that between friends? You know, exactly. I won't do anything wrong. I might ask you inappropriate questions, but you can choose not to answer them. You don't have to. Don't get yourself in trouble, Anne. Don't get. That's oh, useful. Okay, okay. <laughs> I can. I can plead the fifth, huh? Yeah, you can you can plead the fifth, and me and PJ will definitely cover for you because PJ has no problem being inappropriate, and uh, <laughs> I will I will handle the inappropriateness. Speaking of speaking of inappropriate, uh, Lane is also uh, I don't know if you know this, PJ, but Lane is coming out with us Friday night for the bachelor party before my wedding in uh, in Fort Lauderdale. This is going to be, is, who else is coming out for the bachelor? Tell us later on who's going to be in this bachelor party. Um, now, I, just for people that are listening, don't get your feelings hurt. We have this was a very small thing, and it, it just so happened Lane lives by here. I wanted Lane to come out and experience this. I know some people are going to are going to, are going to hear it, and going to be mad at me for not inviting them now. But this well, you're just, making it out like like Lane's only coming because he was close by. That, that, no, that, no, no. I, I mean, no. Maybe I'm not coming now. I don't know. <laughs> after you hear who's going, after you hear who's going, you might not be. You no, might not want to come. Party. Maybe I'll invite PJ and start pulling people away from your party. So we got uh, we got uh, Dave Palumbo, of course. Um, uh-huh. We've got Dave's friend. Uh, uh, what's it? Uh, Pop Tart, who's listening to the show. Uh, Mike Popkin. Mike Popkin is his name. Uh, that's Dave's childhood friend who listens to the show. So big shout out to Mike. Uh, I know he at first they, Mike did not like Iron Empire Radio. He said, "I don't understand what the point of the show is." And I, said, I, t- <laughs> I told him, "I said there really is no point, Mike. You just have to get in the spirit." There of is no point. Right. There is no point, Pop Tart. That's yeah. the point of the show. That's like that's like a Dave Palumbo thing. He'd be like, "What? What's, what's the point of this? It's a stupid show." There's no point of the show. The show's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we got uh, them too. Obviously, you guys, uh, Lewis, the big sexy. Uh, you got um, 
Tim, Timbo, who I'm sure, uh, both, uh, you, you find Timbo very amusing. I know, uh, Lane will find him very amusing. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Tim is extremely amusing. Tim, tell, tell me that Robert DiMaggio is going to be there. Yes, Robert DiMaggio will be there. Heavy drinker. Oh, yeah. wow. This is going to be a great time. Yeah. Well, I really get the feeling it's going to be like maybe like a wolf pack, you know. Um, oh, yeah. Um, the hangover <laughs> situation, you know. I'm going to wake up in like Sao Paulo, Brazil with chickens around me or something. Yeah, you yeah, you don't tell. I well, hope Isabel doesn't listen because you might not make it back alive from this from this night. Yeah, everybody should be everybody should be should be very happy that I'm not or excuse me, everybody should be very happy that I'm doing USA's. Otherwise, I would be trying to get people in as much possible trouble as, as, as I could. That would be my objective. Because you would because but you would I'll not be drinking that. in other words, you're saying. Yeah, I I I, I uh I would be encouraging mayhem, but I won't be as much now. Because you'll be participating. Okay, guys. I've, I've grown up around degenerates all my life, so I'll be able to resist, you know, any temptations that you all might throw at me. <laughs> well, <laughs> are we, is, there, is there going to be uh, uh, any strip clubs involved? First of all, I have to tell Lane. I have to tell Lane not any degenerates like this. This is different. This is a different level of degenerate. Um, and then, uh, no, there will be. That is the one thing I, I've made a promise to Darielle. There will be absolutely no strip clubs, strippers, escorts, anything like that. They're not allowed. What? What? Can we like rationalize it like this? What if I agree, and I'll do this? I'll take one for the team because I'm I'm such good friends with everybody. What if I agreed to be like the male stripper for Darielle's uh, bachelorette party Ugh. in exchange for in exchange for in exchange for us having uh, a regular night at a strip club? That's a, that's a fair trade off, I think, for everybody. I don't think so. I don't, I, I don't think I'm okay with that. I don't think I'm okay with that. I won't do any like inappropriate like like kind of lap dancing stuff. I'll do it to the other girls. I'll do it to like the other girls. Okay. Okay, I'm I'll, okay with that. I'll just come up. I'll come up with like a, like a fancy outfit, you know, like a like a scene. You know, like I'll be like a like a like a like a, a butcher, a sexy, angry butcher. Um, and I'll come in. I'll come in with like my butcher's clothes. <laughs> it sounds like you're really thinking about you guys, this. You're, you're playing you guys, it out. Did you guys order some? You guys ordered some meat. Lane <laughs> uh, <laughs> might not want this because uh, Isabel is going to the uh, bachelorette party. So, oh, listen, we can have it. We can have predetermined girls that I go for. Okay. I'm just trying to make everybody happy. Uh, I don't think Daryl is going for it. My wife can handle herself. I mean, I always tell everybody, you don't have to worry about me. My, it, my wife will kill you. you know? <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, the, uh, the thing is, I don't know, Lane, you probably don't know this story, but I made the mistake of telling, I think I told this on the radio before, but I made the mistake when Darielle was saying about, like, about us going to a strip club. She was okay with it at first, and then I made the mistake of saying that if I was really drunk, I might inappropriately touch a stripper. And, and like, <laughs> and and she's like, "What does yeah. that mean?" I was like, "I don't know. I might slap their butt or something." And she's like, she's like "Oh, you're definitely not going to." And that was the end of the strip club thing because I I, I I should never have said that. And by saying that, yeah, it's not that that was beyond. The I don't know why I don't know why I said it. It was like a momentary lapse, and uh, and that that's the end of the strip clubs. 
I, I think you probably actually had good intentions, though, right? You're trying to be honest yeah. and upright with her, and yeah. you know, hey, this may happen, but you know, you know, exactly. Uh, you're, trying I, to, you're trying to head it off at the pass, essentially. You know, but, yeah, it kind of backfired on you. I didn't think the, the strip yeah. clubs would be vetoed altogether. I just thought I was like, I didn't think that. I thought, you know, look, it's your bachelor party. You get, a, I plan to get extremely inebriated, and I might slip up and touch a stripper's ass, but I wouldn't do anything more than that. And I thought that she'd be like, oh, that seems like you know. Reasonable and uh, and it, it didn't work out. It didn't work out that way at all. In reality, if anybody is put in this position in the future, the correct way to handle all of it would have been to be, "Oh, babe, are you kidding me? You know how filthy those girls are. Those are the last girl I want to touch. Is one of those girls. I mean, come on, give me a little more credit than that. And you flip it on that. That's what you do if you're presented in this situation in the future. People out there that are listening, that's how you handle that situation. Yeah, that's a good. I should have asked you beforehand. Um, Darielle and yeah, yeah, yeah. He, we've already actually we went through that. Uh, I think that was a few episodes ago. We had a whole PJ gave a whole class on etiquette in a strip club. <laughs> uh, uh, we actually had somebody write in that disagreed with you that uh, I, I will address later in the show. Who wrote in and said that uh, you were incorrect that there's several strip clubs in West Palm Beach that there that girls will have sex in the champagne room for the right amount of money. All right. Well, get get Chris Rock on here. He made a he made a very famous famous song about that. Apparently, about he didn't. A, apparently, if anybody tells you there is absolutely no sex in the champagne room. Well, I don't know. Then uh, apparently, uh, Danny over here is lying from West Palm Beach. But uh, maybe, has he himself done it? I don't know. Let me see. Let me take a look at this. Uh, this or did his friends tell him that? Uh, his friends that have told me that kind of stuff as well. Um, let me see. Uh, I'm gonna have to look for this well, later. They, you know how a lot of these guys are. I mean, they, they talk a lot of shit about you know. Oh yeah, you can do yeah. this. You can do that. And the reality, they, they've actually probably never been to a strip club. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, I, I've been to some. I, I've I've been to some seedy places before where the girls were just downright disgusting. And I, I'm sure that probably for the right amount of money, they'd do what you wanted them to do, I suppose. But at, at most, like, quality places, that kind of shit is, is, is not going down. Those girls are business girls. They're smart. You know, they're, they're there to make their money and, and go home. Now, there's guys I know that wind up, like, banging them, you know, in other places. But it's typically not going to go down in the actual champagne room with the dude standing right outside the door. I, I I admittedly have very little uh, experience with strip clubs. I've been once for another bachelor party, um, but doesn't know you know Aaron being worried about you know touching a stripper. I thought in Florida there was like a three foot law or something like that where you couldn't get within mm-hmm. three feet of them. But again, I'm not exactly educated on this particular oh. subject. Lane has been to one strip club in his life. That's crazy, Lane. Well, two, two. <laughs> I, I went, I'll tell you my I'll tell you the story real quick. I was at a bachelor party for my friend. Who is a, he, he definitely is a sexual deviant. Um, so he won the <laughs> club for his bachelor party. Like like PJ uh, Braun, like PJ Braun. Yeah, he, yeah actually, he, he may give PJ one for his money. You know, oh. you never know. Um, and uh, so we went to we were in Jacksonville, and we went to a. Um, I guess in this county, you can't um, if you're going to have alcohol served in the area, you can't have full nudity. It seems kind of stupid. That is correct. Whatever. Um, and so. The, it was a bikini bar, and if you wanted to get a lap dance, you could get it for free. You, you know, you could, not for free. You get you could pay your money, get a lap dance, you'd be able to drink or, or whatever. But you couldn't do it out in the open area. And um, the girls were actually, you know, somewhat you know good looking uh, at this particular place. But uh, you know, it's my friend's uh, bachelor party, and you know, I, you know, I've got you know, I'm just basically laying a single down in front of him, you know, to, to get him, you know, uh, 
you know, as many you know, girls over in his direction as they can because it's his bachelor party. And um, uh, about halfway through it, everybody goes drunk, and I'm the designated driver, and everybody says, oh, you know, screw this, screw this, you know, let's, let's go see some titties, you know what I mean? So uh, <laughs> we, end going to this other, we end up going to this other place that um, sounds like quite the feedy establishment that PJ referred to, um, and the first girl comes out, and, uh, yeah, she's naked all right, but I would have preferred her to keep her clothes on. Uh, you know, she comes out and she's probably, you know, tipping the scales in about two bills. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> but uh, my friends were drunk enough that apparently she uh, she was quite the looker for them. So at least they had fun. Hey. Yeah, I've seen I've been to some pretty bad strip clubs before, and uh, there's plenty. It seems like there's a lot more girls like that than there are actually girls that uh, us three would find attractive. Yeah, I mean, there's some really good, really good places in New York. There's some very good places in New Orleans. They have one, uh, uh, Rick's Cabaret, that uh, is uh, very, very nice. That's usually like they have. Uh, I would say on a, on a busy night, they have like thirty or forty girls working, and probably fifteen of them are are good enough that that we would think that she was hot. Let, let me explain before people think that I'm a complete scumbag that uh, <laughs> I live lived five minutes away from a strip club. You used to so go there all the time. Like, you would go to the, and they were, and I know, but let me horrible. explain, let me explain, let me explain before people think I'm, I'm, I'm uh, they already think you're a scumbag <laughs> if they've been listening to the show. <laughs> oh, no, they don't. I know that they don't. I know that they don't. Uh, and to all of like my female clients that also may be listening to this, I lived five minutes from the strip club and my friends and I were all quote unquote old now and most of them are married uh, and we don't have the desire to go to quote unquote nightclubs that are, you know, filled with young college kids that are getting drunk and crazy. That's not fun for me. I don't like that scene. But we could go to the strip club and just sit there and have a quiet drink. And yeah, there are girls that are naked there, but we're not getting lap dances and stuff like that. It's just a quiet place uh, to hang out and, and, and BS with your buddies. And it happened to be very, very close. I mean, you know, you could go I, don't, that I don't know if that's any excuse, PJ. Me and uh, Lane live about five minutes from a dozen strip clubs on Dale Mabry, and, and I don't go there every night. Well, you are both uh, in, in good, happy relationships. And when you're a bored single guy uh-huh. and you don't want to be around a bunch of crazy young college kids, it's, you know, you have to have guys that have been married for 20 years and want to get the hell out of the house. It's a good meeting place. You know, it's a good meeting place to have a drink and chill out. Uh, it's definitely more fun, in my opinion, than going to a nightclub where there's crazy-ass college girls running around and, and crazy-ass kids running around where you feel old and out of place, you know? Um, I got I got Danny G's. Danny G wrote us, falling behind on the shows, but just listen to this last one. Great one. PJ is right about gays having bigger cocks, but definitely wrong about the strip clubs. <laughs> <laughs> I can name I can name three off the top of my head down in Palm Beach where you guys, where you could get sucked and fucked in the champagne room for the right price. So there you go. Sounds pretty confident. Sounds he- like a man who's done it himself, I gotta say. Yeah, but he also sounds like he's gay because he's saying the gay guys have bigger dicks. He believes that you're you're the one who said that. You you said the gay that you you. I said that. this because my gay my gay uh, clients have informed me of this. Yeah, yeah. Well, he he agrees. <laughs> he does agree. Danny did say that well, he, is, you're yeah, right about that. Is, he, yeah, well, I mean, I, I'd have to be suspect that this guy is possibly gay, which means he's most likely not getting his dick sucked or fucked by strippers in a strip club. Sorry, Isaac. By the way, we've been really cursing a lot. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, if his friends are telling him this, you know, it's hearsay. You know, you know, I believe half of, of what I hear, you know. I, I have to actually see it to believe it. 
I'm, I want to ask, uh, I'm going to get, I have a lot of listener questions for, for Lane and, um, oh boy. Um, I, it's funny when I put out there on the show, on the uh, fan page that you were on coming on the show, a lot of people ask bodybuilding related questions and I had to go back on there and say, they wanted to know about carb cycling, metabolic damage, et cetera, et cetera. I was like, I was like, no, 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 no more bodybuilding related questions. Um, so, um, let's see the first question. Uh, I wanted to ask, they wanted to ask, um, one of the, one of our listeners wants to know, uh, Lane, before you got married, did you ever have sex with, with any of your clients? Uh, well, uh, this is going to be a Tim Tebow situation where people are going to say I'm full of shit, but uh, I was actually a virgin before I met Isabel. Wow. Wow. Yeah. That yeah. is amazing. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know, it wasn't, um, I don't judge people that uh, you know choose to, and I had you know uh, I didn't wait till I was married to have sex, but um, you know it's one of those things where I just wanted to make sure it was somebody I cared about, and the first person that you know that happened to be was Isabel, and you know she was definitely, uh, but that was the person I fell in love with, and then they've been married to her too, and you know I've never felt like I missed out on anything, and um, you know client uh, as far as clients go, I didn't even have clients back then, you know, um, and. Uh, you know, I think that'd be a pretty quick way to uh, to not get more clients if you started sleeping with them. Yeah. Uh, I think that, uh, you know, I think that women probably like feeling a lot more comfortable around somebody who's not, you know, always hitting on them and ogling them and, and that sort of thing. So, I mean, I'm sure that, I'm, I have no doubt that that sort of thing happens. I mean, I don't doubt at all. But no, it, it seems to work really well for a friend of mine and Aaron's that might be up in the Massachusetts area. Or no, is he actually down a little south of there now, actually? Maryland, perhaps? I'm not saying anything. <laughs> <laughs> How <laughs> old were you, though, Lane? Were yeah, you, I think we, were I you think, young? Yeah, we need to ask Lane some uh, more questions was, on this. Uh, I was 22. 22. Okay. All right. Were, did you, were you in situations before that that you were tempted, that you like opted not to have sex? Um, yeah, I mean, a couple times, uh, I'll be quite honest, you know, when I was growing up, I, I wasn't real good with women in terms of, like, uh, you know, having game and those sorts of things, so it wasn't like, uh, you know, women were throwing themselves at me, and I, I was just, you know, you know, sending them off like a Tim Tebow situation, you know, but, uh, um, you know, there's a couple, you know, times, but it was, you know, with women, I, you know, didn't really, um, you know, it would just been something where it was just, you know, have sex to have sex, and, I don't know. You know, for me, it was one of those things where I felt like, you know, I can do that at any time, but, you know, I, I kind of rather save myself. And, you know, I'm sure people will say, oh, you know, kind of uh, old fashioned or stupid or whatever, but, you know, just my choice. And that's how I viewed things. And, you know, I've, I've always been a kind of guy who, um, you know, you can have your opinion of, of what I think, but I'm not really going to give a shit about it. <laughs> so, uh, you know, that's how kind of how it went down. And, um, you know, I don't regret anything at all. Wow. I, I'm, I am, uh, I'm surprised and yet I am not surprised. I'm not, I'm knowing you Lena, it doesn't shock me like that much, but, um, that's pretty crazy. Yeah, I mean, it's a weird, it's a weird thing these days, you know, um, you know, a lot of people, I've had a few people, you know, ask me that question. They were kind of, you know, kind of surprised and whatnot. And one of the, one of the things you got to remember too is like, um, you know, you meet me now. And uh, I'm a more confident person because of Isabel. Like, because Isabel, like, it's, okay, get your cheese ball coming out. But uh, um, uh, Isabel made me more, a lot more confident about myself. Um, and so that made me, like, better around people. But, like, before I met her, I just, I was, <laughs> I was not, 
I couldn't even like talk to a woman. I'd be like real clingy, you know, if a girl showed interest, I'd kind of chase her away because I'd be real clingy or whatever. And uh, as long as just, you know, uh, the only person who ever really made me feel, you know, comfortable in my own skin around her. Um, and so, you know, that's just uh, kind of how it went down. And so, you know, the, the person you see today is it's just I'm different than I was, you know, a few years ago. So, yeah, I mean, it's, you know, I had opportunities, but it was also one of those things where I, it wasn't like a, an every weekend thing where I was turning stuff down. I mean, it was definitely a once in a while type thing. So what you're saying is if you had the lane that we have now – Back when you were 22, you had been you had been nailing girls left and right. <laughs> no, I mean, uh, you know, I think I, I probably would have had you know just more opportunities because I would have been a more confident person. Right. Um, but you know, I, I don't know if I would have done it or not. Um, but you know, that's that's one of those things that uh, you know I was just a very insecure person back then. But that wasn't you know the reason I, I wasn't like. You know, it's like a revisionist history, you know. Well, I, I didn't want to have sex. That's why I didn't have sex, you know. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, I, I definitely had some opportunities, but it was just, uh, you know, like I said, it was something that I kind of said, you know, I wasn't necessarily waiting for marriage, but we just wanted to think that I wanted to meet, you know, at least be a special person. So when you finally did, it must have been like really like, uh, I mean, I guess because you wait so long, I would imagine it would be like a really high pressure situation in a way. <laughs> um, you know, I was a little nervous, but uh, I wasn't, it wasn't that bad. I mean, it wasn't that bad. It was great, you know? <laughs> well, I'm always digging myself a hole, you know? Uh, you know, it wasn't uh, because I knew it was the right person. You know, it was, it was, I was with somebody very special. And, uh, so I really wasn't, honestly, wasn't that nervous about it at all. Hmm. She must have really rocked, rocked his world. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. A testament, that's a testament to her. We should give, give a celebratory shout-out to Isabel. Those yeah, last girls. I mean, Hundred percent, definitely. <laughs> what did she? What did um, she say she was? She says that she's the Latin assassin. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she, she, Latin assassin. The Latin assassin. She assassinated him. Right? I know. She got him. Her, her yeah. first shot. First shot. She assassinated him. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know what? It, 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 you don't hear stories like that that often, so it's it's pretty cool. Uh, my my stepdad was nineteen years old when he met my mom, who was twenty five with four kids, and uh, he was a virgin, and they're like the happiest couple you'll ever meet 20 years, whatever later now. So, you know, it, it can work. It can definitely work. Yeah. I mean, like I said, it's one of those things where like, uh, I consider myself, um, you know, a, a pretty liberal person in terms of like uh, social situations. So like, I don't judge people, you know, uh, I have friends who've gone out and, you know, they have threesomes and, you know, they have all kinds of, you know, crazy stuff, you know, and it's just, you know, that's their choice. You know, as long as, my, my feeling is always like, if you're not hurting anybody, uh, you can do whatever you want. You know what I mean? As long as you're not hurting anybody, um, you know, that's all I You know what I mean? Like, do what you want. But, uh, um, you know, for me, it's just uh, I always, always try to stay true to what, you know, my choices or whatever. You know, same, you know, not the same thing, but, you know, people always, oh, why did you, you know, why'd you want to stay natural? Why did you want to do this? It's like, like, I got friends who take steroids, you know what I mean? Like, I know a lot of people who do. I don't. I don't not a judgment, you know, it was never an ethical decision where I was like, oh, I, you know, you know, you'll see some natural guys who are like, you know, really up on the high horse, you know, high and mighty, well, I'm better than these guys because I've never used, and it was never anything like that, I just never felt a calling to do it, I never felt, you know, like I really wanted to do it, and I'm like, well, why am I going to do it, you know, I just like to compete, you know, and I can do that without doing it, and like, that, that's kind of it, so it's the same thing, you know, I just, I just stay true to what I felt, 
And I don't think that's, you know, something everybody else has to live by, but it's just kind of how I feel. Um, PJ, didn't you have a question for Lane about, uh, you told me beforehand you wanted to ask him about something with steroids or being natural? Yeah, I wanted to know because I I used to um, BS with a few natural bodybuilders that were certainly not in what I would call, uh, with, you know, based on things that they would tell me, natural. And did you ever compete with, with guys that you knew were not natural? Uh, and, and, and how did you feel about that? The, the guys that you just thought to yourself, this guy, there's no fucking way. Sorry, Isaac. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you know, it's, I mean, I've been to shows where I'm just like, damn, you know what I mean? Like, how is that guy natural? But I mean, you know, I, I really stopped short of accusing people because there are some people who are just freaks out there. You know what I mean? I'm sure, and as, as much as you BS with guys who aren't natural, who claim it, um, I'm sure you know a guy who you would swear in your life is natural who looks ridiculous. You know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. so that's one of those things where, you know, I, I, when I think when I was younger, I used to do that a lot. Like I look at somebody who, you know, looks really ridiculous and I'd be like, yeah, there's no way they're natural. You know what I mean? Uh, but it was more about like, I was just insecure about myself. Like there's like, it was more of an excuse of like, well, I don't think I could ever look like that. So there's no way somebody else could do it, you know? Um, and then as I got older, um, just seeing like, you know, some of these guys and, and, and uh, some of these, I mean, there's some guys out there who look ridiculous and uh, they have no idea what they're doing. Like, I see guys in the gym who, you know, don't even know a thing about lifting and they look ridiculous, you know? So it's, um, I think some people don't want to admit there's, you know, a, the genetics have as big of an influence as they do. Um, and so they, they kind of ascribe, you know, people have better physique than them. But to answer, to answer your question, um, I mean, I've competed with people who, you know, I found out that they had filled a polygraph somewhere else or, or that sort of thing. Um, you know, um, and my, my personal opinion, and this is, this may be, you know, naive or whatever, but I've always felt like, you know, like, it's not like the Olympics where you've got, like, if you want to win, you kind of got to cheat. Like, everybody's doing it. You know what I mean? Yeah. In bodybuilding, you've got a choice. Like, if you want to compete with steroids, you can you can do that. There's untested shows, you know. So yes. if you, but it, you know, so I think somebody who does a natural show on juice, I mean, that they really are a dirtbag. You know what I mean? In my opinion, um, because you have the you have the choice to do it uh, somewhere else. It's not like there's no options available to you. Right. Um, so in, in my opinion, that person is going to be really weak-minded, and it's the same, you know, they're going to cheat on their, uh, they're going to cheat on their training because they just don't have the mental fortitude to stick it out like that. And so, I, in my opinion, I'm going to beat them anyway. Um, but, I mean, maybe that, that's something I put myself just to fire myself up, but that's how I've always felt about it. I can't, I can't control what other people do. I mean, I'm always, you know, personally, I think what natural bodybuilding needs is um, random off-season drug testing. I mean, I think that would be the best way to keep people uh, from cheating, you know, because certainly, you know, urine tests, it's beatable if you know when it's coming. I mean, um, you know, a polygraph isn't, you know, foolproof, but, you know, these are the best things we got right now that make economical sense. I mean, a blood test would be great to do on everybody, but those things are, are crazy expensive and nobody's going to pay yeah. you know, $800 for an entry fee. So, you know, they're doing the best what they can with what they've got. But, you know, also, I would say that in, in most natural bodybuilding shows, I'd say that people cheating is in the minority. You know what I mean? I, I've, I've, I've been involved in natural bodybuilding for 10 years. Now. I just, you know, it's not... You know, most people who say, oh, there's all these cheaters in natural bodybuilding, they've never actually done a show. You know what I mean? They're just sitting back and kind of judging people just based on how they look. So, 
Um, you know, for me, I, I try not to, you know, worry about what other people do. I'm just going to, you know, I'm just going to do the best I can. And like I said, I feel like if I, if I do that, I'm going to beat most of those guys anyway. I, I'm sitting here on a totally different uh, subject. I was sitting here thinking about that uh, me, PJ, and Lane as a group, as, as three guys, we have a tremendous amount of, of haters put together because Lane, Lane, I know Lane makes a lot of, <laughs> I was thinking about Lane's Twitter tweeting and I thought about, what, this is this is an interesting group of three guys. I'm trying to think of three other guys that have more haters if you put them all together, you know? Uh, I could probably, let's, let's think of three guys that could have more haters than us. Well, John, John Romano, John Romano, Sean Ray, and John Romano is not up there. He's not. He's not. He's not uh, popular enough anymore to have that many. I think maybe Sean Ray well, for sure. At one point, he, he had a lot of haters. Yeah. All right. So, so no John Romano then. Um, Sean Ray. Has, Dave Palumbo. Has, Dave Palumbo's got a lot of haters. Dave Sean Ray. I'd say actually Ty Green just from you know his previous you know. Again, not judging somebody because I'm not walking around <laughs> the shoes, but just based on, you know, what the, you the grapefruit, the grapefruit incident. Yes. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, that's, that's one of the problems. You know, it's hard to get away from that. Sort Lane, of thing, but yeah. Did, Lane, have you ever watched that video? <laughs> no, I have not. <laughs> I did. I, I saw it. No, I purposely, I purposely haven't. Like I, I made the mistake of watching of the video with the. Uh, uh, I don't even know if I want to say his name now because he's a nice guy and he's a young kid. Who's? You want to say his name? PJ? Oh, I know who you're talking about, and uh, I actually have now met him, and, and actually think he's a really nice kid. Not a whatever he did when he was young is kind of weird. Um, so I don't want to talk about that. I thought you were going to talk about Zeus Maximus. Oh, I, I like him too. I like him too. So I don't want to talk. I like Zeus Maximus too. That I don't watch any of his videos. You watch all the videos because you're a sick fuck. I don't watch any of those uh, videos. People, <laughs> people send them to me. People send them to me and they'll be like, oh, dude, check this out. And I'll be like, okay. And the next thing I know, I'm like, ah, the Kai Green one messed me up for like a solid three months. No, the one guy. the one that we're talking about with the young kid, he, he's a bodybuilder lane. He got his dick sucked by this guy in a ski mask. I can't I can't get that shit out of my head. Like, I watched the beginning of it yeah. and I, I saw that and I saw it happen. And I'm like, oh, and I swear to God, it, it's like yeah. burned into my mind now. I'll never, you know. Yeah, I, uh, I was, um. When I was in college my freshman year, see, see, I don't open any videos where someone's like, hey, look at this. Uh, because my freshman year in college, I was, uh, me and my roommate, uh, my roommate was like, hey, come over here. My, my uh, friend just sent me this uh, this porn video. And I'm like, all right, whatever. So I come over and, like, uh, watch it, and it's like, you know, two kind of average-looking people. And uh, all of a sudden, like, uh, the gal starts shitting in the guy's mouth. And it's like <laughs> you said, it's like, like that like fucking scarred me for like I was like what the hell is this like, I, was, I, was, I, was, I was 18 I didn't even know they did porn like that I'm like who retorted that you know what I mean like, it was like, that's like when, when, uh, when two girls one cup came out yeah I never watched that because that's I, so I've gross never seen oh, it. Like, it, oh I was screaming I was screaming when that when I watched that I was screaming well, at the computer yeah, I can only imagine what it is, and I, I have no interest in seeing it. Uh, I would watch it with Guy Sister Nino, as a matter of fact. That <laughs> makes it even funnier. He was the one who wanted me, who wanted me to see it, because he was already freaked out from it. And I was screaming, like, why Why is there things like this in the world? Why <laughs> the world have things like this? You can actually, Darielle was telling me, you can go to YouTube, and you can type in reactions to two girls, one cup. And uh, oh, yeah. and people are like throwing up and like people are freaking like you know <laughs> it's like people are just going crazy watching the video. 
there was a radio show that, like, almost the entire radio show was they just had people's reactions to Two Girls, One Cup. Because uh. I remember, like, watching some of these reactions you're talking about. I think, you know, now that you bring it up, PJ, and, and you know, and Guy wanted you to watch it with him, I think is it, it's kind of like the ring video. Yeah. Like, when you've, when you've seen it, you have to make somebody else see it, otherwise right. you're going to die. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I think it is like that. I think that you're like so disgusted. It's like when people like drink something that tastes bad. They're like, "Oh, this is horrible. Try this." Try this. Yeah. yeah. I think that's exactly it, what it's, it's like. It's true. People do do things like that. The other day, I took my uh, my elbow wraps off at at the gym, and I smelled this weird smell. And I was like, "Oh, it's my elbow wrap." So smelling, and I'm like, "Disgusting!" And, and then I, I ran over to Amber, and I was like, "You gotta smell my elbow wrap." <laughs> and she was like, well, "She was like, why do you want me to smell them? I don't want to smell them." I'm like, "No, no, you gotta smell them. You gotta smell them." So so and she smelled them. She didn't want to smell them. No. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, "What does that smell?" And I didn't even realize it was coming from me, and I could smell it while I was working out. Um, yeah, it was pretty gross. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta soak those bad boys. Um, let's let's ask uh, let's let Lane participate in a few of the uh, listener questions for for you and I and P, and um, Lane can kind of jump in. Cody Kid wants mm-hmm. to know uh, uh, if you could live anywhere, where would it be and why? And PJ, you could start out. Where would you live? Anywhere you want to could live? Anywhere? Why? Not not where I am right now. I and mean, then you've been hearing about it for every week. <laughs> not so, California. Anywhere uh, but California. Yeah. You don't have a particular uh, place. I have a lot of- a particular place? Yeah. I, I I miss Connecticut. I miss Connecticut a lot, um, and I love New York City. Although I I wouldn't want to live right in New York City. I wouldn't mind living right outside New York City, like White Plains area. Um, but but uh, not here. That's for damn sure. Lane. Uh, well, when I graduated with a in case I graduate school work, um, I kind of could live anywhere because my job I can do anywhere online and. Uh, me and Isabel both chose Tampa because uh, I went to college in St. Petersburg, and she went to college in Tampa, and we both loved it down here, and we chose to live here, and so we're kind of, you know, living the dream, I guess. So, so yeah, we chose to be here, and we, we really love it. You know, I, I, obviously, uh, I, I'm, I, the plan is for us to uh, move, me and Daryl, to move to South Florida, to Boca, uh, like Fort Lauderdale area. Uh, I, I really, I'm really super easy. I really don't have a, a, a particular place. Like, that sounds fine to me. Tampa's fine. I don't have a place, you know. I'm very easy yeah. when it comes to that, you know. As, lo- as long as it's not cold, I think I'll be fine. Yeah, I lived in cold for a while. It's, it's, it's nobody knows. Yeah, no, no, I wouldn't want that. Uh, Dylan Lindstad wants to know what's the greatest advice you've ever picked up at a, at the gym. You could go first, Lane. Shit. Uh, um. God. Can I can I have a five minute break and come back to it? Yeah, that's uh, a tough question. Yeah, actually. that's a, that's a yeah, very hard question. I mean, that's that's tough. I mean, I guess you know, like um, you know, basic, like some basic stuff. You know, just um, I was uh, I guess when I was really young, somebody just told me because I, I I found myself when I was young like I'd watch other people in the gym and be like either not like not judging or saying anything out loud, but I'd be like criticizing, like, oh, that guy's small or, oh, that guy's on G-. You know, like in my head, and some guy noticed it, like, um, I kind of noticed my attitude a little bit and was just like, hey, you know, if you want to go anywhere in bodybuilding or in weightlifting or in life, you need to focus on yourself and just make sure that you're not, you know, if you, if you go around, like, trying to compare yourself to everybody, he's like, you're going to be, un- it's going to unmotivate you and you're, you're going to suck. So, just 
you know, focus on yourself and focus on, you know, breaking your own personal records and being the best you can be. And, um, you know, I guess that's the only thing I can think of that jumps out at me that was, like, really good advice that I got in gym. How about you, PJ? Man, I, it's just such a tough, it's, it's such a tough question to answer because, I mean, I've been training for 18 years now. I don't so. think it has to be, I don't think it has to be, um, Gym related well, advice. It could just be advice. Period that you got at the gym. I oh, think. like like life lessons. No, it could be anything. Life it life could life. be anything. Yeah, it could be anything. That's the one I'm thinking of for pretty, me. So no, pretty, pretty much every over forty year old man that I've ever trained in the gym uh, or worked with in the gym or befriended in the gym told me never to get married. Uh, <laughs> great percent, a great great percentage of them. Um, so perhaps I should should take that. I actually heard that a lot at the gym too from older guys. Interesting. Yeah, there's, that's why they're there, actually. Uh, a lot of them, <laughs> I, I would have there, their, their workouts were horrible. And they'd be like, I just want to get away from my wife for like an hour. And they just want to look at the other, other at chicks it. at the gym. But that's their excuse, excuse to get out of the house. Uh, mine, uh, I, I got good advice from a trainer. I've probably told this story before. It's kind of uh, kind of related to like the life story stuff. But uh, I, when I was working at a gym, we had this guy that was extremely successful trainer, you know, making several hundred grand a year training people. And uh, he asked me if I really liked training people. And I told him, no, not really. Not like he did because he like loved to train people. And he said, mm-hmm. you know, you need to figure out what you, what you love and uh, do that. And don't spend your time, you know, doing something that you don't like. Uh, that was good advice. Um, I, I have a, a, a little story that I'd like to share with both of you guys, and I'll make it quick. Go ahead. Oh, boy. Because <laughs> I, I'm actually remembering my early days in the gym, and a funny story popped into my head. Yeah. When I first joined the powerhouse gym that I that I trained at for years, worked at, and 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 learned a, a great deal of, of you know my my at least the foundation of my knowledge when I was when I was growing up came from guys in this gym, uh, the gym that I got into powerlifting at and competitive powerlifting at was a great gym. The first day that I went to this gym, I rode my bicycle <laughs> to the gym, and uh, my my dad gave me money to sign up. And um, you know, I was a 16 year old kid. I had actually already been working out for three years, like on my own. And um, I saw a guy that was uh, fairly, you know, built, um, and uh, he was he was uh, doing some uh, dumbbell presses. And I was just watching him because I wanted to kind of learn, and he looked strong. And the guy wound up being a, a powerlifter. It was on the powerlifting team. I actually wound up beating all his numbers in a matter of about three months of powerlifting. But anyway, um, I wanted a spot, and he looked like a strong, smart guy. So I went over, and I stood next to him, and I waited for his set to finish. <laughs> and I didn't want to bother him. He threw his dumbbells, like he from, from overhead shoulder press, threw the dumbbells like 10 feet down onto the ground, got up, and got in my face and goes, what the fuck are you staring at, kid? <laughs> and I was like, whoa. I, like, wow. stepped back. And I was like, I was like, I was like I'm really sorry. I, I just wanted to know if you would give me a spot. And he's like, no, I wouldn't fucking give you a spot. Didn't everybody teach you not to fucking bother somebody when they're working out? And I was like, all right, man, I'm sorry. I, I didn't mean to bother you. I, I just wanted a spot. And he was like, fucking punk, like that. Wow. So I walked away. And I was like, wow, like, like what a dick, a dick, you know? So I walked away. And the owner of the gym was like, um, hey, just stay away from that guy. He's kind of a hothead. You know, he thinks he's a lot better than he really is. You know, you, you want a spot, I'll give you a spot. So I was doing squats, right? So he gives me a spot. I racked the weight. And the guy said to me, the guy's name is Rob the lady. He goes, look, you're a strong kid. He's like, but your form is not very good. He's like, you're, you're only going down about halfway. He's like, I'd like to teach you the proper way to squat. 
And I was like, oh, oh yeah, well, please teach me. I want to learn. This guy was actually the coach of the powerlifting squad there. And it was actually some of the best powerlifters, the best drug-free, I should say, powerlifters in the country came out of this gym. And um, uh, a lot of them were, like, products of uh, Louis Simmons training and stuff like that, West Side Barbell, like, powerlifters, one of that kind of stuff. Um, and uh, so he taught me the proper way to squat. And he actually befriended me, and that's how I actually got in to powerlifting. And three months later, I competed against that, that asshole, uh, and I crushed all his lifts. Uh, at at uh, 17 years old, he was a 30-something-year-old guy, and I came into the gym the week after that, and I kind of felt like, you know, I had a big balls after that, you know, and the guy said something to me, and, 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 and I, I was at the counter, and, and I was, like, kind of quiet back then, and all the powerlifter guys were standing around, and he, 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 he goes, it was kind of funny because he was standing there with sunglasses on, and I go, if you ever talk to me like that again... I'm going to smash those fucking sunglasses right through your fucking head. <laughs> and everybody was just like, Oh, and the dude didn't say anything back. And it was kind of like, after that, the guy like never said anything to me ever again. And then all the older guys had respect for me after that. And it was kind of, it was kind of funny, like the way that everything worked out. This, this, that question prompted me to remember that story. That's funny. Um, funny that actually makes me remember a gym story about, uh, almost getting in a fight. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Lane, that's happened to Lane uh, one time. You told me the story, Lane. Yeah, you, you want me to tell? Yeah, why not? Yeah, yeah. I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't know the story. I want to hear it. Uh, well, so um, it was actually, uh, I think I was 23 or 24. It was like my first or second year of graduate school. I grew up in Champaign, Illinois. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm pretty animated when I work out. I mean, most people online is you know, see my videos. I'm not like that all the time, but when I'm going for a big lift, you know, squat, deadlift, whatever, I'll get, I'll get pretty jacked up. Um, you know, and there was this, there was this guy in the, in the gold's gym there. Uh, and, um, he was about, he's probably about, you know, six foot two or something like that, like 275. He's a big guy, but about 250 of it was in his upper body, you know? And, um, he, uh, you know, he looked kind of like the, you know, your typical meathead, you know, like short cotton shorts and, uh, and, you know, the, the, the string tank top and, you know, uh, yellow, uh, bandana or whatever. Um, so he, he was a good guy. Um, but I guess, you know, one day I actually accidentally bumped into him and I, I didn't realize this, like, uh, you know, when I get my workout, I'm just kind of in my zone and, you know, I'm never intending to get in anybody's way, but I guess I kind of brushed up against the guy during the workout. And, uh, you know, uh, a mutual friend of mine who was a friend of his told me later, he's like, yeah, that like, you know, he just kind of stewed on that for like months. You know, rather than saying something to me, and I, you know, if I would have known, I would apologize to the guy, you know, because I don't, I wouldn't want to be, you know, brushed up against what I'm working on either, you know. Um, so anyway, I guess he stewed on this for a couple months and, you know, became convinced I was some, you know, jerk, punk, you know, that was just in there, you know, trying to show up everybody. And um, I was, uh, it was one day I was in there, actually, Isabel was out of town, she was in Puerto Rico, I remember this because uh, I remember the phone conversation afterwards, she was going to, she wanted to fly home and stab the guy. Um, and, uh, and, uh, I was going for a squat and, uh, he was walking to the rack beside me and I was behind him and I was, you know, I waited for him to clear out and then I went and did my squat and I was, you know, fired up and I got my squat and uh, it was a, a PR for me at the time. Um, and I, you know, I sat down cause I was exhausted and the guy just like runs up on me and he's like, you ever fucking do that again? I'm going to fucking kill you. And I'm like, uh, excuse me. <laughs> You know, um, and he's like, you get in here and you try to act like some badass and blah, 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 blah. You know, and he 
you know, they're professionals who come in and they don't make a sound. I was like, hey, man, look, you know, um, I'm sorry you feel that way, but I'm actually, like, I'm one of these people, like, if somebody's up in my face, I'm actually, I get calmer. Like, I, I don't know. You know, I'm, I'm, I have a pretty long fuse. Um, and I'm just like, hey, man, look, I'm, I'm sorry if I offended you somehow, but, you know, I'm just getting my workout. And, um, you know, I realize some people, you know, work out a certain way. I'm just different, you know, and, you know, kudos if they can do it that way. This is how I roll. And he's like, don't you fucking get smart with me. And I'm like trying not to laugh because I'm like, dude, I'm, I'm being like as respectful as I possibly can be to somebody who's up yelling in my face. And uh, I'm looking, I'm like looking over at the, because this is going on for, you know, about 30 seconds a minute. He's, you know, making a scene. So I'm looking over at the gym manager and I'm thinking, are you going to come over here and break this up or what? And, um, because I'm just like, I just want to get back to my workout, you know? And, because uh, the whole time I'm thinking, you know, I don't, when you're, and I told the dude this, I'm like, look, man, I'm not fighting you because when you're, when you're 18, you go to principal's office. When you're 23, you go to jail for fighting. All right, so uh, I'm not, I'm not gonna fight you over some stupid shit like this. And uh, you know, I said that to him, and he starts walking away. He's like, well, you want to fucking take it outside? We can take it outside. And I was like, no, I, I don't want to take it outside. I'm gonna finish my workout. You know, um, and you know, this guy's just getting all hot and pissed off. And I'm like, all right, whatever. Um, so. Uh, Come to find out, this guy, um, he was a surgeon. Not only was he a surgeon, he was like a, he was like, uh, he was a doctor and he was like a, a mouth surgeon. Like, he did like plastic surgery on people's mouth. And I, and, and I was like, man, you should have had him punch you fucking through his ass and, you know, be rich. Uh, but I just thought that was, you know, some guys, like, they get, they have that, like, alpha dog syndrome. You know what I mean? Like, they can't stand it when yeah. anybody else is, like, doing anything. And, like, I get it. Like, not everybody's going to dig the way I work out. And that's fine. You know what I mean? But, like, I'm not like, you know, and I, I've had people like, I've told that story like, oh man, you should push the dude or whatever. I'm like, look, you don't know what somebody's capable of. And like, I'm not, I'm not going to get in a fight with somebody over some stupid shit like that. Like if he was trying to assault my wife or something like that, well, hell yeah, I'm going to fight his ass. But, uh, you know, over getting mad at me over the way I work out, you know, he can go fuck himself and be mad. It's because, <laughs> it's because Lane, you get all pumped up and stomp around and stuff, right? That's why he got yeah, upset by that. Yeah, I did I did the man. And the guy got mad at that. Yeah, he yeah. got upset. He got upset that he was stomping around and getting pumped up. Yeah, I mean, you know, <laughs> people so, are stupid. Well, apparently it all stemmed from the fact that I kind of brushed up against him at, at some point, and he let that too, and you know, convinced himself that you know I needed to be taught a lesson or whatever. And actually, come to find out, this guy had like a reputation for you know trying to you know bully people in the gym, and actually ended up getting kicked out later, I believe. Uh, just because he was such a dick that nobody wanted him around. It's funny. As you're telling the story, I got a question from Stephen Miller. Steve Miller. And he wants to know Lane's craziest pre-powerlifting routine that he's ever witnessed. Have you ever witnessed anybody? Like you, know, like, like you do like, your stop. Like, like, have you seen anybody, you know, like fucking, you know, get punched in the face or something like that? <laughs> I've seen some crazy shit. Um, probably the craziest thing I saw, uh, I wasn't listening to the meet. I was, um, I was, you know, participating uh, a guy went up to the squat bar and just like, like, ah! you know, and rammed his face up against the squat <laughs> before he was going for it, and uh, just boom, knocked himself out cold. Like, <laughs> I mean, it was, you know, it was <laughs> at the time, everybody's really worried, but after the fact, it's like, it was really funny, you know what I mean? Because it's just like, like, I never, like, I purposely never get smacked in the face before I'm going to go out and get, you know, popped because. You know, if somebody hits you just right in the right spot on your jawline, they can just knock you out, like make you black out. You know, there's just a nerve that goes to the brain. I mean, you see it. MMA fighters will just get like touched, you know, just get like touched in the chin 
and they'll go to sleep. You know what I mean? There's just a nerve that connects to your brain that shuts you down. Um, and so I'll, I'll tell my friend, I'm like, look, smack me on the back. And I'll tell, you know, as hard as you possibly can, you know, and I'll have huge red marks on my back. I tell them, I'm like, don't slap me in the face or the back of the head. You know what I mean? Because, yeah, I don't want to have that video out there of me, you know, getting all pumped up and pissed off and then boom, get knocked out. You know what I mean? It's, just, it's not a good way to end. Yeah, that's the danger. Uh, you, any of your videos, Lane, if that were to happen, that would be uh, that would be the beginning of yeah. the end for you. I, I, w- I was at a meet where the guy, <laughs> this is hilarious, he, he was setting himself up on the bench press, right? So the dude's coming over to give him his lift off, and the guy goes, get back, like screams at the, at the spotter to get back. And so we're kind of like, like, wow, like what a dick, like what's going on? And the guy grabs the bar, and he goes to, like, get into his arch. But before he does it, he, like, whips his legs back, like, all the way back, like, like a reverse, like, like leg raise. Like, like basically, he would have kicked the spotter in the face, and that's why he yelled at the guy to get back. And he whipped his legs back and then explosively whipped them back down into his arch position in, like, a matter of seconds. And then the guy was able to go over and, like, give him his lift off. It was, like, one of the weirdest things I've ever seen anybody do. <laughs> wow! Um, yeah, there's some crazy. I've seen. Yeah, I'm sure everybody's seen the video of the guy squatting a thousand pounds and then throwing up on the head judge. You know what I mean? Like, yes, yes, like, I've seen that video. It's great. <laughs> it's great. Yeah. Um, you got a whole bunch. You know what? I've got. I, I've been getting so many of these questions. I'm going to save this for after Lane gets off the show, so the Lane doesn't have to uh, participate in this conversation or, or, or witness it. A lot of people want to hear the uh, the why PJ Braun doesn't like Ben Bukowski story. There's apparently a lot of people who are very interested in this one. So we'll save that for because both Lane and I know Ben pretty well. So I'm going to, I'll save that one for when Lane leaves, but you can tell your story, PJ, if that's what you want to do. I've got, I've got four people asking for this story this week. Um, all right, let's see the next question. Uh, we can involve, I don't want to, I'm trying to, how, well, I have a feeling Lane's not gonna be able to answer this one, but we'll see. All right. This next question is from Al X. Um, I'm not sure if you'll be able to answer this one, Lane, but uh, we'll try. He wants I, I even I can't actually I even I can't answer this one. He wants to know what are oh, our yeah. top five favorite porn stars, and uh, I actually don't know the names of any porn stars uh, other than like the would famous. Like me, ones. Would you like me to go so you guys can put some time into this? Well, I mean, I'll go ahead and answer this. I mean, I, I you know like I'm not going to sit here and say oh I never look at porn or whatever. Yeah, I mean you know. Um, but, like, when I would look at porn, it would be one of those things where it would be, like, spur of the moment, let's just go in and find something, you know what I mean? So I don't really, like, I only know names of people, like, uh, you know, that are, like, famous, right. like Jenna Jameson or something like that, you know what I mean? Uh, just because they've been around, but, you know, every other time it's just, you know, kind of random. So, yeah, I don't, I wouldn't be able to name five, I don't think. But I, I think PJ is, like, loaded and ready to go for the oh, question. Yeah. Go ahead, PJ. And I, I, give me one second to narrow it down to five. Um, okay. <laughs> I know my top two. I know my top two. They're they're solid top two. Yeah. But, I know that uh, but it's, down, a, right? it's a matter of of uh, rounding the other ones in. It's a it's a, it's a kind of a diverse group. Um. Let me let me write this down. Let me make a couple. Aaron, do you want to talk about this for a minute while I'm, while I'm coming? Because this I want to. It's something I take a lot of pride in. So I want to answer this. Um, <laughs> well, I can. I mean, the truth of the matter is that I I watch a fair amount of porn. I would say very regularly, but I don't remember the names. Like I'm not like a fan of the of the actresses necessarily. I will uh, kind of like you, Lane. I, I'll be looking for a purpose, not necessarily to like. I'm not like a fan. I'm like, oh, let's see if this new uh, 
this new chick has anything new out, you know what I mean? Or like, uh, yeah. it's just kind of like whatever one looks good at the time. Uh, PJ on the other hand is like a connoisseur. So he knows all the girls' names and there's actually some kind of big, um, I think, I don't know if their normal porn girl is going to be there, but there's a fetish convention that we plan to go to in August for the show to get some video footage. You're going to get press. Yeah, but I don't, I don't expect there to be any good porn stars there. No, it's a fetish thing. So it's not, you never know. They might, if it's as big a deal as we hear, maybe some regular porn stars would go, uh, to try to sell. Is it like a particular fetish or something? No, it's like a fetish convention in Tampa. Guys like, that like to get kicked uh, in the balls and yeah. stuff. No, well, it's all kinds <laughs> of fetishes. Yeah. yeah, it's like a huge international convention that happens to be in Tampa every year, and we're going to get press passes and go and interview these people. Yeah, I, I don't know. Like, I would never want... I don't know. Sex is pretty awesome. I just don't know, like, why the fetishes, I guess. I mean, uh, again, I'm just me, you know what I mean, from personal experience, but, like... The old-fashioned way is pretty sweet, so I, I never got kind of some of the others. You know, you know what I'm, you know what I'm saying? Like, so I guess I yeah, I, the, that, that, the fetish stuff it, it's very bizarre to me. Some of the rear we we actually had on uh, Miss Devious, who is a, a very uh, highly touted uh, sexual dominatrix, and she is actually paid to kick people in the nuts and stuff like that. So that's, like, that's not something I'm interested. in. Yeah. Can <laughs> no, you imagine? I, I could not, I could not imagine how. how how you can possibly get off from that, just getting drilled in your nuts like that. And people will pay big money for that, Lane. Hundreds of dollars, five hundred dollars to get kicked over and over again in the nuts. Yeah, I'm pretty sure PJ kicked somebody nuts for free. Yeah, yeah, PJ, you would, you, may, <laughs> you might have found yourself a, a second job there, PJ. Um, you, you yeah. got your list yet? <laughs> okay, time for my list. After lots of comprehensive breakdown and thought, I wanted to first say that I want to break this down a little bit and go, I want to go with my original favorite girls when I first got into porn, because we're going back many years ago, uh, were obviously like people like Jenna Jamison, uh, Janine Lindemuller, Tracy Lane, I was a big fan of, Brianna Banks, uh, and one of my all-time favorites, who even goes back farther than then into the 80s, was uh, Chrissy Canyon. This was amazing. Probably some of the nicest natural breasts ever. But now we're in the modern era of porn. It's a lot different now. It's, it's a whole new ball game. And I've narrowed down my, my top five uh, girls that are consistently working now. And uh, I'm going to, to say uh, in, in order of from fifth place down, uh, Jaden James, awesome. Uh, Bridget B., who's new and she's slowly working her way up to the top of my list. Carmella Bing, before she got kind of fat. She's kind of fat now. I don't know what's going on. I don't know if she's on... Uh, a lot of antidepressants or something, and it's affecting her body negatively. Uh, <laughs> in, second, in second place, uh, we have Holly Houston, who I love. She does all MILF stuff. She's awesome. Uh, and in first place, uh, another one who, who's, who's a little older, still, does a lot of MILF stuff. Lisa Ann is my favorite porn star ever. I love her. Uh, she will probably always be my favorite ever. Um, although she's done some, some things that kind of made me a little sad, she's still... Uh, my favorite porn star ever, and, and I, I I can't see her being topped. Although Bridget B is making is moving her way up. Well, that was very comprehensive, PJ. What did, yes, yes. That was kind of cryptic. What did uh, What did she do that uh, made you sad? She's done some things with like multiple guys in like one time that had like extremely large, uh, scary just penises and the fact that <laughs> I don't know I kind of like seeing her and kind of like it was too much for you it was too much for you yeah she usually didn't do that kind of stuff she stuck to pretty basic stuff you know 
emo gear. You feel you know, like, <laughs> like regular stuff. And so she's sudden, a she's a dirty slut now. Before she was okay. She, she, I saw her doing like you know like, like maybe like kind of like five dudes just like impaling her uh, from a lot of different angles at once, and it kind of like freaked me out a little bit. I'm not gonna lie, it freaked me out a little bit. <laughs> Yeah, it was, it was a funny, uh, that reminds me of a funny Dave Chappelle skit where he's talking about um, watching porn with his girlfriend. And he's like, uh, you know, we, we rented a porn together. And, and, and uh, you know, the first scene was uh, hardcore, you know, two guys and a girl. And I fast forwarded right through that shit. And then I, I stopped on this, these two girls and this guy. And she, she asked me why did I stop, you know, why, why, why did I fast forward to the, you know, the guys? Because the guys aren't touching each other, but the girls are in the porn, you know. He's like, I'll tell you why. It's because every man has the one penis per fantasy rule. <laughs> uh, my, my, my dick is the star of my fantasy. Nobody else's dick <laughs> is the star in this shit. <laughs> and everybody that was watching, I remember I was watching that, uh, that stand-up comedy with a bunch of buddies, and everybody kind of like, yeah, it's all right. <laughs> yeah, I, I, remember, I remember when he did that one, too, and I remember thinking, yep, that's, that's, that's pretty much the truth, yeah. So, you know, um, two, two guys and a girl. I mean, that's like a chicken on a rotisserie, you know? <laughs> yeah. So, Lane, uh, it looks like you made it out in one piece. Uh, was uh, You think you're going to get in trouble, or do you think I'm going to get in trouble with Isabel? You know, I, I think we're going to be all right. I mean, I, I think most of that stuff, you know, kind of R-rated, but not X-rated, you know? So I think it was, like, right there. Uh, but, you know, if both of our bodies, you know, get found in the ditch somewhere, I, I think everybody, you know, listening has a kind of good idea what happened. But I, I think we're going to be okay. You know, I, I, think, I think Isabel will actually like it. I think she'll think it's funny. So, good, um, good. you know, we'll, but we'll, we'll find out. <laughs> yeah, we'll find out. We'll see. Uh, and uh, hopefully uh, we survive to the, uh, the night out Friday night and, uh, and see how that goes. Yeah, if we can if we can survive this and then that, now that, that, <laughs> that might be quite the accomplishment. That'd be good. Yes, I think so. I think so. So thank you, Lane, for coming on. Uh, if anybody wants to reach you, Lane, for contest prep, I know we didn't talk about it at all, but you prep a few people every now and again. Uh, how do how do people get in touch with you if they want you to do that? Yeah, yeah, you know, I, I do that on occasion. <laughs> um, yeah, you can get me through my uh, my website uh, www.biolane.com. My contacts on there or. If you just want to email me directly, my email is biolane at yahoo.com. So, uh, you know, feel free or even, you know, I even take, you know, just general questions. You don't have to be paying me if you want to ask, you know, short question or something like that. So, uh, you know, please feel free. Very cool. Thank you for coming on the show, Lane. We appreciate it. We'll have to have you back on in the future, maybe after uh, the uh, the bachelor party. If we survive. Yeah, definitely. Yes. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Lane. All right, Thanks, Lane. Bye. All right, PJ, that was uh, the great Lane Norton, Dr. Lane. Good times, Dr. Lane. All right, PJ, um, let's uh, finish off the show because we have to start back over in the beginning again in a little while. So, yeah, uh, that's what we do. It's how we've been doing it lately. People are hearing this after the commercial break, but in reality, it's before the commercial break for us anyway. Yes. Um, so uh, let's do a little more of these questions here, okay? We got, we got a lot of questions, so we're going to cover a few more, and uh, maybe some of these will have to be asked again later because I'm getting I'm getting tired, and we got a lot left to go. Um, you want to tell the Ben Pukowski story now? Um, because I didn't want to do. Lane is friends with Ben, uh, and, I, I, and you know, obviously, I'd like to say I'm friends with Ben also. And uh, uh, I don't know if Ben would say he's friends with me. I hope so, but uh, I'd say I'm friends with Ben. I know uh, Lane and Ben work out 
together and stuff also. So I know he would be, I know knowing Lane, he would be uncomfortable to hear anything. So you, you, you tell your story. Um, well, this goes back in time, uh, to like 2006, I believe I went, uh, to stay in uh, Florida at Connors, who's, uh, you know, very known for helping find Florida, California, California, not Florida, California. I'm sorry. Uh, I, I, Ed Connors brought me out to California and he's done this a lot with lots of younger bodybuilders over the years. Pretty much everybody, uh, that's, that's ever really done anything in bodybuilding has been out to California with, uh, Ed Connors in, in one of his houses at one point, pretty legendary guy. Uh, we discussed him, I think on the show, he was, you know, the guy that made gold's gym, what it is now sold it for crap load of money. I'd like to have Ed uh, on the show it, sometime. He would be interesting. I don't know. Yeah. Ed has, Ed has amazing stories. Uh, Really, really cool stories. Old, old gold Spanish stories. Cool stories, you know, from when bodybuilding was like really, really cool. Right. Uh, you know, about all kinds of different guys. But um, he flew me out there, and I stayed in the house with uh, Dan Hill before he was a pro. Uh, he was very young. Before uh, he punched his girlfriend in the face. Before he was a girlfriend puncher, yes. Uh, ben Pakulski. And um, who else did I stay with? Oh, uh, an awesome awesome young kid named Jesse Goddard who actually wound up getting on like Big Brother and doing a lot of things on MTV uh, he was actually like really really cool that kid we, we, uh, we still like when we see each other at the shows we get excited and stuff now and we make out a little bit and you know <laughs> each other's balls but um uh, when I first got there I thought Ben was awesome I was like this dude's awesome he's huge he's cool he seems really friendly I was like we're gonna get along great um and then he just, you know, like, kind of arrogantly just started saying how um, he thought that Evan Tentapani was given a gift at Nationals and that he didn't deserve to be a pro and that he didn't find him impressive at all and that he felt that he was a much better bodybuilder than him and yada, yada, yada. And I was like, well, I go, honestly, dude, I go, first of all, that's my best friend that you're talking about. And I go, you know, I don't you know, want to sound like an asshole. I'm just saying I've seen you now for a couple of days and I've seen Evan plenty of times and Evan is way more impressive than you are. And I don't mean that to be a dick, but I, you obviously haven't seen him in person. And the guy, he was like, I've seen all I need to see. His legs are weak. He shouldn't have won nationals. And I was like, dude, you have really big legs, but honestly, he's way more impressive than you. He has a better structure than you. He's, he's a freak. He's amazing. And I'm not saying it because he's my best friend. And we just started arguing and arguing and arguing, and it got it really, really out of hand. And um, it was kind of funny because when when the conversation was done, he kind of like stormed away from me, and I was like, "Fuck that kid!" And uh, the other kids were like, "Damn, like, damn, like, you know, calm down, or whatever." And Ben was like, "He's just sticking up for his friend. He doesn't even know what he's talking about. He's not being rational." And I was like, "I'm not sticking up for my friend. I'm I'm calling a spade a spade, dude." And so when he walked away, it was kind of funny. The kid Jesse Gattis was like, "Dude, I love you." Ben's such a dick to everybody all the time, but nobody stands up to him because he's such a monster. He's like, you're the first dude that I've seen do it. He's like, he goes, you're my friend forever. And he like gave me a hug. And I was like, whatever, dude, I don't care how big that kid is. I'll beat his fucking ass right in front of all you guys if I get mad. I go, being big don't mean shit. I go, that kid's a fucking punk. So then after that, he started being a dick to me. And he was being a huge dick to uh, Dan Hill. Um, and I didn't understand why he was being a dick to Dan Hill. I thought he was like being like just ridiculous about it. Like he wouldn't let Dan Hill come in the car with us. He would make Dan Hill ride his bike to the gym 
which is kind of funny, but it's still just douchey. And if you already think somebody's a douchey douche, that's going to make you think they're more of a douche. Um, Even though you got to admit he was right about Dan Hill. Well, I mean, he just thought Dan Hill was annoying. He didn't know he was a girlfriend puncher. He was just like, the kid's annoying. He asked me a lot of questions. And I'm like, dude, he asks you questions because he looks up to you because you're a giant freak and he's like 19 years old. I go, why are you getting mad? I'm like, he barely even speaks English. How can you get mad at him? He's like, God, he's fucking annoying. And um, so it just got to the point where like we really just didn't like each other. And he, he, he made a lot of comments to me that I, I, I knew he was doing on purpose to really piss me off. Um, you know, he, he made a comment saying like, you know, I plan on being top five at the Olympia within the next couple of years. He's like, you know, for you, you know, someday you might be able to be a pro. You know, if you do that, then you, you could consider yourself really happy that you accomplished a lot if you, if you achieve that. And I was just like, he's such a dick that he's just come out and saying new things to me, you know. Um, so I have to admit, I was really, really happy to see him not win uh, the North Americans uh, that year. Uh, I usually don't root against people, but I rooted against him after that. Um, I, I, I just thought he came across as an arrogant asshole. Uh, and, then, and that, you know, he was really fake, nice to me at first. Uh, and then, you know, at, at, the, at the Arnold that year, he was, like, talking to Evan and, like, seeing if Evan could get him a sponsorship. And Evan had already known the story because I told him when I came home. You know, and Evan was like, fuck this kid, you know, trying to act like my friend. Um, now, years later, to be honest with you, I really don't care. I mean, it's five, six years later now. Uh, and I actually told Ben at the Arnold, I went up to him and I was like, look, dude, I know we don't like each other. I go, but I'm gonna tell you straight up, like you really brought it. Like I was very impressed. You know, anything else aside, I don't really care. But I'm really impressed with people with what you brought. And he was like, "Thank you, I appreciate that." And we kind of like shook hands. And you know, I assume, you know, I don't, I really don't care anymore at this point. And whether he likes me or not, I don't know if he cares either. I, um, I can assure but, you that he doesn't care. <laughs> yeah, I, I at this point certainly don't care this many years later you know like it's not something that i think about anymore you know and, I, and then you know like i like like i said i went right up to the guy and i was like you 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 were impressive you did a hell of a job you know so whatever um that's one thing about ben ben is uh completely okay um i believe completely fine with uh people liking him or not liking him i think that he is uh he does not care one way or another that's one thing for sure um I have to I have to say yeah you when you guys went up and said everything maybe maybe it's all in the past he uh he did you know he did say at one point to me that um that it was a lot, many years ago and that people change and that you know I'm assuming he means you and him so you know, mm-hmm. yeah people do change over the years so you know uh, I guess that's it for the Ben for the Ben Pakulski story since people were uh were uh, people yeah, are probably very I'm, I'm 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 over it now yeah yeah no, you know, it's been so long um. Let's do some more questions. Uh, let's see. All right, uh, we do have a lot of questions, so we're gonna have to got fifty something questions this time. So we're gonna skip some of these fifty different shout out stuff and everything else. Um, let's see. Best approach to take to have a threesome. You have any suggestions for somebody to uh, have a threesome to make that happen? You got it's all on a girl. You got to find a girl that can pull another girl. That's how it works. Yeah. There's not that many dudes that have the skills to, to scam two girls into doing that. But if you get the girl that's like, listen, I want to have another girl, that's how it goes down. you yeah. got to find that girl. I actually know girls that are like that. They're few and far between. They're usually actually really cool. They're just usually a little bit more, um, you know, exploratory, and it's all about that girl. And you just got to tell her, whatever, do what you got to do, you know, and, and, and that's the way it goes. 
Uh, they're not things that happen every day. I mean, I was involved in one when I was very young. And um, it was cool. I mean, I only wound up, like, being with actually one of the girls. And the other girl was kind of just doing more of the other girl. But it was kind of cool just to be, like, a part of it. Um, but it's not really, like, you know, like, I don't know. It's hard to kind of, like, set something like that up, you know? Yeah, my only experience is drunken stuff that I barely even remember, so... Or drunk, it's really drugs, it's drunken drug stuff, so I can't really even, I wouldn't even know how to make it happen, obviously. I think yeah, I will tell you, I mean, it's the girl, it's the yeah. girl controls yeah. the power there. Absolutely, I agree with that. I, you, you would, if you're trying to hook, you have a girlfriend and you're trying to like get another girl, you're going to end up looking pretty creepy if, uh, if you're going up exactly. to other girls and trying to like, <laughs> like, if you're going up to her friends and you're like, hey, so me and uh, my, your friend, my girlfriend, we were thinking tonight, maybe we would all fuck, you know, <laughs> the girl's going to be like, what? She's gonna get yeah, freaked exactly. out by that. Like, so I was thinking about fucking you with my girlfriend. You ever, you ever consider that? <laughs> no, no. She said it was cool. She, she said cool no. She seriously. She told it. me like, go ask you. You know what I mean? Oh, you don't. Oh, oh. She, she didn't tell you that already. That's oh. so weird. She told me that you guys already discussed that. Oh, uh, weird. Weird. Um. Uh, okay. Uh, Carson Lee Benison wants to know. Uh, Benison wants to know best pet you've ever seen or wished you could have. My best pet is old Rustim, who you're going to get to meet uh, this week on Monday, next week. Um, he's about as good a dog as you could possibly want. He doesn't bark. He's lovable. The only thing bad about Rustim, he doesn't listen for shit. He has his own mind. Like, he will not. If he wants to go outside, if he doesn't want to come in and he's outside, the only way you can get him in is to run out and chase him back in. He's not going to, he does, he's like, he is very obstinate. He doesn't listen to anybody. He's his own man or his own dog. But on the other hand, uh, as long as you guys both want the same thing, you're best friends. I was talking to you the other day, and he was trying to like eat the garbage or something, right? Well, one thing that he'll do if he's hungry is he'll knock over the garbage can and just rip everything out of the garbage can. I don't know if he actually eats anything <laughs> out of there because there's nothing like edible usually left in there. But he'll rip it apart and throw it all around the whole house. He'll get angry. I don't know why. And the funny thing is, like, he is so smart that he is aware what he's doing is wrong. It's not like he doesn't know right yeah. from wrong. Because I will walk in the house after he's done that, and he will cower and run away. Before I even say anything, <laughs> when I walk and I see stuff everywhere, I'll look over at him and he'll run away and try to get out of the get out of the house or get away from me. He knows immediately that he's he's fucked up. You know, sorry, Isaac. That's funny. Yeah, he knows. Seriously. So uh, even when he's outside, and I'll call him in and I'll keep calling him. He'll know that he's supposed to come in, but he doesn't. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he'll just look at me like stare at me like he's not he's like ah oh, fuck you fuck you I'm staying outside like yeah <laughs> um, how about you you got a, you you know you got a, a piglet but uh piglet was my favorite I mean I've had a lot of cats in my life I had a cat when I was a little named Binky when I was a little little kid that got mauled by a, a, a raccoon and I remember like uh, hearing them fighting outside and I like ran outside and they're having me like a football on the ground, and I, like, gunned the football at the raccoon and drilled it, and it ran away, but, like, Binky was, like, whole half of, <laughs> of the cat's lower body was, like, mangled, and it, like, died in my arms. It was, like, horrifying. It was horrible. Uh, we had so many cats die when we were, when we were little. <laughs> Weird. My backyard was, like, pet cemetery. <laughs> Binky, when Binky died, I buried Binky with a Barry Sanders and Jerry Rice rookie cards that I had, because they were my favorite players, and I wanted Binky to have them. <laughs> And my, nice. my stepdad always my stepdad always jokes around like we should go dig up those cards. We should go back to the old house and, <laughs> and dig up those cards. And I'm like, I know we really should. <laughs> Why did you let me do that? <laughs> uh, Piglet Piglet was what you know, he was my favorite ever. He was a cat that like thought he was a dog. 
You know, like, you, I could be upstairs and call him, and he would run up to me. You know, we could have, like, you know, he would follow me around. Um, you know, we'd have, like, little conversations and stuff. He wasn't like a normal cat. Um, but, alas, now Piglet's name is Norman and lives with my little brother. Sad. Very sad. Um, Spencer Barrett wants to know uh, about Joe Lyons and how big a predator he is. I have no idea who this is. <laughs> Joe Lyons is the is the Florida story. I don't know if we ever told that story, but we definitely don't have time to tell it now. Well, then uh, let's save, but, it, save it, save it, save it, save yeah, it. Yeah, I know I told that off topic. We can't tell that story. I don't even remember he who is Joe Lyons is. Joe Lyons is the guy that orchestrated the whole uh, me and Evan weird guest posing. Oh, but. really? Okay, yeah. People have been wanting to hear the you and Evan guest posing story again. Yeah, we keep putting that one off. We've got a few stories. You beating up the cokehead in the cantina. I keep putting off every week. We got the we got some backup stories in case this is actually a busy week because we got so much here. Obviously, Lane stayed on for a long time, and then um, the beginning of the show, which we haven't done yet, but we're going to do in a minute, and people have already heard. Um, interestingly, um, is busy also. So we're skipping that. We'll come back to that. Ask again, Spencer. There's a few questions that we're skipping over here. Please ask again, guys. I'm not, some of these are good questions. We just got, um, got too much other stuff going on. I, I like, I liked how, how Alex, uh, just specifically put his question. What's PJ's top five porn stars? And then put, and Aaron, if you know any, <laughs> <laughs> he's been listening to the show. He knows. Yeah. It's not like I don't watch porn. I, I, don't, I, I might watch as much porn as you, but um, I just don't keep up with that kind of thing. Yes, yes. Uh, ben Grahada, he wants to know um, uh, any bachelor party ideas or an, a, anticipation. We talked about it some with Lane. Um, I don't really know. We're going to eat, and then we're going to go somewhere. I was thinking actually about um, the – they have a very big Hard Rock Casino in Fort Lauderdale on Indian land that stays open all night, serves alcohol and not all night. They've got like clubs in there and stuff. Darielle brought me once. It's very nice. Like very, uh, um, like it's not like a, a shitty casino, like in, you know, a lot of the like ones that aren't in Vegas. It's like actually a nice Vegas style casino. So I was thinking possibly about that, you know, that would be a good idea. I think if I, if I had my way and we could do everything the way I would want it, what we would do is, uh, we would find a medieval times, and you and I would, <laughs> would secretly dress up as a couple of the knights that fight. Yeah. And we would, we would destroy the other knights. And then we would, we would, we would duel. And like, we would make it real. Like, we would really, like, just, just destroy the other knights where, like, like, gave the people a good show. Cause, you know, it's all staged. We'd get real, we'd get uh, real fucked then, up beforehand and do this, huh? Yeah. Just get really drunk and just, just destroy the other knights at the meetable times and just, like, put on a good show for everybody. <laughs> And then that would be like a story that we could tell for years, you know, like, well, yeah, we were the knights that beat up everybody at medieval times. I don't think medieval, medieval times is in Orlando. I'm not sure they have one in, uh, and, uh, down there. Although, uh, that, that is a very, that is an excellent idea, PJ, if we could do something like that. That would be outstanding. Um, We have to get it all on video. Yeah. And then we go right from there to the best strip club ever. Just kidding, Darielle. Just kidding, Darielle. Just kidding. Um, Next, you know, she's actually had nightmares about the strip club stuff. So, like, she obviously, like, that's, like, a big nightmare. Like, yeah, I don't know. We won't do that. Um, uh, let's see. Da, 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 da. A lot of people want to hear about your contest stuff, but we've already went over that in the beginning of the show, or we will in the beginning of the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, this is an interesting one from Lou Hudson. This is a really interesting one. Um, would you rather 
choose, this is a good one, would you rather choose between making out with each other or allowing the other one, PJ or Aaron, to make out with your girlfriend, no sex but second base kind of stuff? (laughs) (laughs) This is a very good question. That is hilarious. So would you rather... How long... How long do me and you have to make out for? He doesn't say. I would assume it's quick. It's quick. Um, I would I would choose the quick make out with you yeah. over allowing you to fondle my girlfriend and do things to her. Yeah. I would I would totally agree with that. It's that, it's funny because that's that's what I would do too. Because obviously you would never look at Amber the same way after that. Probably. No, no, I, I certainly wouldn't. No, I, I could tell you that that wouldn't go down. I I'd definitely rather rather make out with you. It's, Although making out with you, it's it's not tops on my list of things to do. No, no, no. It's it's, it's funny to say this, but it's actually a, a lot better idea in the long run than than having either one of us make out with each other's significant other. Not to mention, I would I, I, I would probably like I would I could imagine myself being like angry at you after that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. There's no way I wouldn't be angry. I, uh, I'd probably yeah be angry at everybody. Yeah. Stacy Mitchell Gray is like obsessed with Jason Genova. We've already addressed this, Stacy. Uh, no more Jason. Genova. No, we've addressed this. You must go back and listen to the show since we've talked about him before. Maybe we'll have Jason Genova on as, as a guest sometime. That could be interesting. Yeah, I suppose. Um, I don't know if we could have him on for very long and keep it interesting, but fifteen no, minutes. He, he would need like five, ten minutes time. Yeah. yeah. Um, let's see. Anything else? Uh, nah, I think that's it. I think that's it, PJ. We're good. We're good with the questions okay. uh, for this week. I, we did skip a lot of them. Uh, thank you for. I gotta say thank you. We got what? Let's see, fifty something people participated in this week in this. Uh, fifty-five responses on this on the Facebook fan page, and then we got thirty-one about Lane Norton, and so we did. We've done pretty good. A lot of people are participating on the Facebook fan page. I want to encourage everybody who's listening to the show now, because I see the numbers. There's a lot of you listening that are not liking the Facebook fan page and participating. This is your opportunity to talk to PJ and I and all the other listeners of the show. So go on there and like the fan page and start uh, participating, right? Yes, yes, please do. I, it's strange to me that people won't go and like the the, uh, the fan page. I mean, the people that are on the fan page are, are very committed, but the amount of listeners we have, I don't know if they're just unaware of the Iron Empire Radio fan page. They're not lazy Facebook. bastards. They're lazy. Maybe they're lazy. I mean, uh, we should have way, way more likes on our Iron Empire Bobby, yeah. Bobby Orr uh, suggested we talk to Eli Blahoot about being a guest. I think that's a good idea. Eli would be a very interesting guest. We'd have to come up with the right questions to ask him. Eli is a very interesting cat, that's for sure. Unusual would be the best way to put it. Very unusual. Unique. He is very unique. I think he would be interesting. I, I would just like let him come up with some subject matter that he would want to talk about. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that could be a good idea. Could be a good idea. Um, all right. Uh, you got some uh, I want you to go now while we take our break. It's The show's mm-hmm. over for everybody listening, but I want you to pick out music now for this so that when we're done, we have music. Okay. People liked, I got a lot of compliments. I got two emails and somebody posted on the uh, fan page that they really liked your Requiem for a Dream music that you posed to. That was the that was the song, by the way, people people who are asking. Last week at the end of the show, PJ played his Requiem for a Dream posing music. And that was the song that everybody liked, interestingly enough. Yeah, um, I, unfortunately, I didn't really get my music until like the day before the show. Like The, the, the DJ kid that, that was supposed to be helping me. Uh, he didn't really come through with me for me the way I wanted him to, so I really didn't even have a chance to like 
choreograph anything based on how he put it together. Uh, so if I still use that song for USA's, you know, it'll be able to, it'll be a lot better. Um, but uh, I, I, uh, I really, really, really like that song a lot. But it's something that you can't just like wing it to. You gotta have a really like well choreographed routine to, to post to something like that. Yeah, well, I think um, I think everything is going to be better at the USA's. So, uh, actually, do you are you going to have the same guy do the music, or do you want to uh, you want to make a little bit of a show? I was thinking about having Blake Blake Selby do it. Do it. Uh, I emailed him. Remember, I told you he never emailed me back, and you were surprised. Uh, he messaged me on Facebook saying, "I never got your your messages until just now," which is really weird. Yeah, I know. Um, I know he would do it. That's the guy for people who don't know who did the beginning of. Uh, the, the opening music for uh, Iron Empire Radio, you're fucking with Iron Empire, that, that song everybody likes in the beginning. So uh, I think he would be great because he can make, like I told you, I think that it would be cool to have him do like a, uh, uh, not just the, the use the, the, the music you like, but also do some like lyrics for us or for you. Yes. Uh, so I'm excited about that. I'm, uh, I'm excited to be at the USA's to uh, watch you compete this time. Yeah, this is going to be fun. All right, so uh, that's it for uh, Iron Empire Radio for this week. You could reach PJ Braun at BraunFitness at Yahoo.com or follow him at PJ Braun Fitness at Yahoo. You mess it up every time. Do I? Oh, PJ Braun Fitness. PJ Braun Fitness. Yeah, PJ Braun Fitness. And then uh, you could follow him at Twitter at Braun Fitness. And then me, Jubak at ArxMuscle.com or follow me and follow me at at sign Aaron Singerman. Still beating PJ Braun no matter what he does in Twitter followers. Thank you. We'll see you next week.